Hey guys, this is Kai from Play Along Podcast here to remind you that this episode may contain spoilers in the game that we're playing right now. If you don't want spoilers, play the game first and come back to this episode and then listen. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and today I'm joined, as always, by Kai and Ben. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm Good. attempting to readjust my chair <laughs> as my my better half has used it. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's good. If you can see from the video version, Kai and I are not in our normal studio. Um, I have brought my podcasting credentials next to me so you can see that we are official. We are a licensed podcast here, so... Listen to us and give us money and reviews. <laughs> yeah, I'm under we, a treadmill. Yeah. yeah, you know. Or from from the from the look of it, you're in like a Harry Potter dungeon, or you're like under the stairs or something like yeah. that. That's what I thought you were coming I from. I know you know what stairs look like. This look like yeah, stairs. I'm like, did you grow oh. up in a bungalow or like? <laughs> exactly well like it was kind of blurry i didn't see like the bar like going across there so it kind of just looked like it was an angle and you were sitting underneath it just collapses on you oh god can you imagine it's just like a murphy or something (laughs) well kai's dead for this episode uh it'll just be ben and i i was Uh, i was uh very nearly dead recently uh you may have seen the uk experienced a heat wave um uh, which was very fun Um, both kai and i were actually concerned like are you okay what happened oh no dude i um I drank six liters of water and spent five hours working in 47 degrees, which was fucking fun. It is uh, 115 degrees right now where I am uh, in the desert. Uh, It was 120 when we arrived yesterday, uh, which let me do the the calculations. I was just saying, I I don't know what your backward ass fucking temperature (laughs) is. That is 48.8 degrees Celsius. Can Can we start a petition? to just the entire world goes by kelvin like kelvin this is the it. fucking best like temperature Cel- measurement celsius no kelvin okay it's 322 degrees kelvin okay that sounds that's that sounds hot yeah it's but nice, then you it's, you subtract it, 287 that that's a because Kel, so you, you know how kelvin works no no oh okay right uh science lessons with ben um kelvin is like the measurement they use in science so when they do like chemistry and stuff like that so zero kelvin is is the lowest it can get it's absolute zero so it works out to like minus 287 celsius so if something was 287 kelvin it would actually be zero degrees celsius if that makes sense. It's fucking confusing. Why not just make it the normal temperature? Why add all this math to it? Uh, um, or do Fahrenheit. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fun. Exactly. Have you ever it looked is... at the equation to convert Fahrenheit to Celsius? Yeah, you minus 32. <laughs> oh, well, to Celsius is uh, you yeah, minus 32 yeah, and yeah. then multiply by 5 over 9. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make it up. Um, yeah, anyway, enough enough math how are you jared i'm doing well like i said not in the studio we are house sitting what 
What's the hoodie? Oh, okay, right. I saw the top of the flame, and I was like, oh, is that a GMM logo? But No, it's a campfire with marshmallows on it. Very thin, because we are doing the finale of the quarry. Exactly. Dressed for the occasion. I came dressed and prepared. Uh, if you don't know, this is your first episode. Uh, we are playing on podcast, <laughs> a weekly podcast where we play through games in kind of a book club format. Uh, what we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then get the game and break it out into sections and then come together each week and kind of recant what happens in those individual sections. You know, we'll talk about gameplay. We'll talk about mechanics. We'll go in depth with the narrative if there is one. Uh, So if you're wanting to avoid spoilers, either play the game along with us, which is kind of the name of the brand, or wait till after you finish game and then come back and uh, listen to it afterward. Wait until after you finish game. That is the the warning. (laughs) The warning to play along. There was supposed to be a the there, yeah. but that just, it just didn't happen. It's it's a brilliant week for semantics, man. No one has yeah. bird. Um, no one has bird. That was my um, favorite quote of Kai's. Of Kai, not Nave, <laughs> sorry. I'm just, yeah. I said, I was like, I'm waiting for Kai to say something and just come in with these snarky little comments. Nothing yet. Hold on. That's what we're here for. (laughs) If all that sounds interesting to you, follow us on social media. You know, anywhere you can find our podcast, our link tree is there Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube. We're starting to put our video podcasts on YouTube. So if you're interested in watching and seeing our faces and seeing where how we do things, go check that out. They were an instant smash success. We Mm -hmm. got one down vote. Yay, we're your official now. We've got a downvote. Someone disliked our YouTube short that we posted, so we are official now. Like one of those motivational quotes. It's like, you're not doing something good if people like it or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's probably a poster of that behind me somewhere on this big-ass bookshelf or something like that. Somewhere somewhere hidden. Uh, Yeah, and leave us a five-star review anywhere you listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. If you like video games, if you like us going in-depth with video games, let us know. Leave us a five star review or don't, because Ben's mic is crackly. So uh, it's, oh you probably leave us a down. God, <laughs> fucking! I will cut that out. Listener will not hear that. Just don't <laughs> touch the cable on my microphone, okay? Uh, but guys, as Ben alluded to earlier, we are we have been playing through the quarry, and this is the finale of the quarry, the exciting wrap up to this experience that we have been doing lately, and we get to see whose characters lived. And who died? Mm, is, spoiler: It was a few. There's a few. This I, I kept telling Kai this when we were playing, and I was like, when I played through Until Dawn, this was the point that shit started hitting the fan, and it kind of reflected it <laughs> in the quarry. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the last episode, we ended with Ryan and Laura exploring the Hackett uh, house. And Laura getting dragged up by her hair by Travis? Or was it Constance? So I think we had different outcomes, right? Because in my playthrough, I had that whole breaker puzzle. And I managed to hear more of the conversation between Constance and Travis. And it ended with Emma being pulled up through the trap door by her hair. Laura, sorry. Yeah. Being pulled up the door through through the door by her hair and ryan running away but i believe yours ended slightly differently so we just didn't get that cutscene that you had last time but ours when we pick up with laura and uh um ryan it starts that exact same way 
So it starts with yeah. her being pulled up from the bottom, even though we didn't get that cutscene at all at the end of the last episode. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I need I'm to trying to sense s- who pulls her. Out yeah. of I'm the trying to see because I think I'm trying to work out because there was a whole bit that happened with mine where um, mm-hmm. I I accidentally uh, shot Constance in the face. Yeah, we did the same. Yeah, thing. that that happens to us too. But that that starts a little later. I think because that happened in the beginning. Because I know it's it says it starts with Caitlin and Dylan at the scrapyard, and them kind of like they're them walking towards the scrapyard. Uh, da, 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 da. oh yeah, no, sorry, it was later on. I, I apologize, guys. We I've just completely derailed this. Let's go, uh, Dylan and Caitlin. Yeah, and, and this is just kind of little introduction bits. At least at this part, nothing's happening that's too crazy. You know, at the end, Dylan and Caitlin are going to the scrapyard to try to find a part, the rotor arm, so they can uh, revive the van and they can get out of here. Um, it, they have some interesting conversations about Ryan specifically. Like, oh, do you think we still have a chance with Ryan? Almost like there was like a thruple that was going to kind of happen there. Did you guys, you got that, did you? Because I was looking in the, yeah. in the walkthrough and it was like, um, he, he only brings that up if he didn't lose his hand. Oh, interesting. Because uh, we went through the curious route and it kind of like alludes to that. Like, oh, maybe there was something that was going to, when they were in the campfire, like maybe there was something going to mm-hmm. happen there between the three of us. And they were kind of I- alluding to that. It might be just that I missed the previous dialogue piece where he mm. references losing his hand. Um, yeah. Because I, I didn't do that. So I think I just, I think you get all of them. I just skipped that first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I went curious route. Yeah. Because um, uh, those who listened to previous episode may remember there was some, some weird sexual energy between Ryan and Emma and uh, Laura. Laura. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not saying he has basic white blindness. girls look. All white women look but... the same. Everybody. <laughs> so so far in this series, I have fetishized goth girls, fetishized Asians, and said that all white girls look the same. We're cancelled. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna revoke we, we, the we, degrees that, behind Jared. That was. Uh, they're not even ours for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I, I, I that not actually happen. Um, but mm-hmm. sorry, Laura. Yeah, there was a weird sexual tension between them. Uh, I mean, everybody wants Ryan. The the sad, the wet blanket boy is just kind of like right? he's getting all of it, man. He's getting all the attention. He uh, is, which is weird because he is the least outgoing and the least attention drawing character in the entire game. Some people want to take care of someone else, and Ryan is that person. To it's be like seeing a lost copy. Of. Yeah, you're, you look at like, him, oh. he's sad, and you're like, oh, I mean, come on. I don't know he's if it's even a, like he wants to be taken care of. He's just almost not even there. Yeah, he's. I've, I've yeah. saw a lot of criticism online for the um, deliverance of Ryan's lines and his kind of character's demeanor throughout the entire game. People saying it's a very I flat mean, performance. Okay, well, you want to talk about uh, fucking r- slightly racially questionable? When we were talking about his actor, what's his name? Justice Something Smith. Justice, Justice Smith. Smith. I knew that Will Smith had an older son who went to a high school near Just because he's brown, just because his last name's Smith. His last name is Smith and he's an actor. There's like Smith 18 of them. Smith is a common last name. Yeah, but not for black people in Hollywood, which is what I said to you the first time. Uh, I was wrong. 
Um, I was incorrect. No, about no his, correlation at all. Not uh, even a little bit. Probably don't even know each other. Uh, but his I mean, photo online yeah. has this like the Indian like piercing uh, like chains that go from oh, his nose to his ears oh. to his mouth. Okay. Uh, so he's you know he's vibing out here. What can we say? You know, that's a very odd. Um, okay. There you go. There he is. Isn't that normally reserved for like Indian women? Isn't that like a religious ceremony? I think so. I I, I genuinely apologize if that was like really rude. I honestly don't know. The only time I've ever seen it is yeah yeah in ceremonies. Also, he might be Indian. He could be mixed. He could be half black and Indian. Hundred percent. Don't know. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, a lot of people talk about how his uh, delivery is a bit. I mean, just to comment on that real quick, I don't think that, I mean, it is dry and it's bland, but it fits his character. It almost, it's, it doesn't seem like it's a lack right. of the voice actor's character. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's a lack of the voice actor's part or like poor voice acting. It, I feel no. like he played the character well, and that's that character. You know, that's how yeah. he, his demeanor is. This is what I was saying to Ellie about a lot of like, um, this might be controversial for some people, but my gripe with Marvel movies, um, the Marvel movies, are acted fine and the characters are portrayed fine the story writing and where the plot goes is 99 percent fucking awful it's yeah. very, I mean, very it's rare. the same it's real, it's real bad and it's like you know you can have like for instance chris hemsworth brilliant as four plays four perfectly well the writing of love and thunder is fucking awful oh, i really? didn't i did not like it at all it's if you like, um, how do you pronounce the director's name? Taika Waititi. If you like his style of direction and his style of humor, this move, like For Love and Thunder, is that on steroids. Like they just, after the success of Ragnarok, it's almost like they just said, right, you go ham and you do what you want to do. Um, and so if you're into that, then yeah. But for me, it did not land. I didn't like Ragnarok, so. I, I oh, no... another controversial opinion. I we, think we... For Dark World is better than Ragnarok. Oh, gross. Oh. We need to have a whole like, bonus episode <laughs> where we talk about Marvel movies. Uh, I would, I'd be interested to see Justice Smith act in something else and see if he's one of those actors who has the one character that gets cast and written mm-hmm. for, which is like the brooding uh quiet but it's, you know intelligent like, um, or if that really just, is the character he's playing just recently they have announced it's not date the podcast they announced the D movie that's coming out with chris pine and justice smith plays a like warlock or a wizard in that movie okay that could be interesting that could be very interesting unless um, he brings his normal personality to it <laughs> yeah yeah what do you want bro Oh, you, okay. I you cast uh, you, uh, this spell. I cast a spell. I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. Well, getting back to uh, Dylan and We're really and just it. like fucking hurtling towards cancellation in this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immediately. They're like, where's my Quarry episode? I don't give a fuck about your Marvel movies and your conversations. Give me my yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, this scene ends with Caitlin and Dylan kind of finding the scrapyard. There's a funny little scene where the, the, the gate opens up. They kind walk up. Kind of finding the scrapyard? They definitely find the scrapyard. They kind yes. of find it. Uh, <laughs> yes, they definitely find the scrapyard. Then Dylan has a little scare with like the lights being automatic and turning on. Dylan's Dylan's my favorite character. 
I, I think this section is is definitely he's like, he's, he's up there. I, I've he's warmed up the, to him. He's the most natural in what this scenario would be. Like he's the most where where the player can connect to him because he's like freaking out mm -hmm. and like trying to remain calm, but he's missing a hand, and like yeah. everything is just like, are you fucking serious? Like, he also like his. I don't know if it was like the writing, but his his dialogue and his delivery feels very natural. Like his mm -hmm. doesn't seem forced at all. Between a lot of like some of the things Emma says and some of the other dialogue, it's like that was written kind of poorly and that didn't come off very well. But Dylan's like his dialogue, his writing, and his delivery just was great yeah. all around. Yes. And also, like, oddly, since the introduction of Laura, I've become more and more of a fan of Dylan's character because Laura's, like, way of coping with the situation she in she's in is just so unnatural to me. Like, don't get me wrong, I have a dark sense of humor and I'm, I'm good at, like, compartmentalizing and, like, prioritizing shit when stuff goes down and, like, it's busy or whatever. But... Mm. Um, the way she's acting, I'm just like, I I would not be able to be like that in a situation where yeah. I'm being chased by fucking I, werewolves. Yeah. And Ryan points little... Ryan points that out in certain situations in this too, that she's just her person her how she's dealing with all of this is is odd. It's really weird. We're talking about Laura, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think part of that is the like she's turning and so the fear turns to aggression, which is what we yeah. see the development of. Like initially she's not I mean, she's always headstrong and mm -hmm. she's yeah. like against, you know, establishment and whatever form that is of like when she's dealing with uh, Travis uh, in the beginning. But like as it progresses and she's going around, you know, the Hackett household, she goes from someone who's like curious and exploring to someone who's almost like aggressive and attacking. Oh, she's more, like Fucking... looking for vengeance. Yeah, um, which happens. I think is like the representation of her, you know, turning. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, it's interesting as well because, like, just before we go into, I'm assuming what you guys had with Emma I was just and about Abby. To ask, yeah, about to ask about this. Um, you have to have the choice of being reflective. Where Dylan tells Caitlin, like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. Like, I want to sort of." Yeah, I'm guessing he's like, "I want to work out who I am now. I don't have a hand and blah blah blah." Yeah, um, he's like, he's, he's, this is who I am now. I guess like he's looking at his hand. Whereas mm -hmm. in in my playthrough, I had the dismissive option, um, and basically Dylan is just like, fuck Ryan. Like, if he wants to go off with Laura and wants to go with that, then fine. Mm, He's not worth it. And him and Caitlin both kind of swear off of Ryan and the like. They make sweet love in the forest. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Very... There's this weird, like, frapple idea that was never established, and like, it's they almost... were supposed to be competing lovers. Yeah, like... it's almost like they're not really into each other, but they're both into Ryan, and they're cool with sharing Ryan. <laughs> yeah it it's weird that dynamic's weird they didn't really establish the laura and ryan thing so then it feels weird that there's like a competition of some sort there and all yeah. these motherfuckers have known each other for two months mm -hmm. like your camp counselors for two months this is the last day of camp you thought you were leaving anyway and now werewolves exist look i'm a horny motherfucker sometimes but like I would not be thinking about relationships in this and the moment. fact that I'm missing a hand are my yeah, only like, priority I'm like, at this point. I'm sorry. Like, I get that, like, you know, sexual attraction is human nature and they're supposed to be teenagers. But the fact that, the, like, they're still talking about this after, like, life-threatening attacks and someone mm -hmm. is literally missing a limb is, like, pretty unrealistic yeah, that people like, would be focused on that. 
No, don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I can have a high sex drive at times, but, like, if my life was in danger from where we would be even higher. Apart, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. But if I'm going to go out anyway. <laughs> Everyone knows that werewolves are nature's Viagra. That's exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, with this part, because you obviously didn't experience this because Abby did not survive in your uh, playthrough last episode. Spoilers for that. Go listen to that episode. I'm still um, bitter about that. Uh, Supermassive yeah. have not got back to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, surprise, surprise. I'm very, very upset. Uh, as well, we're incredibly happened. important people, so I'm surprised. Yeah, exactly. Can you see the accolades? Yeah, they're here. <laughs> Supermassive. I did not see them. Uh, and this brings up some interesting we've seen it a little bit throughout the game but there's kind of these very short snippets of of conversations that last maybe a minute or two and then it switches to another character and it's probably because we're playing in co-op because it switches characters where it probably would be a little more natural when you're playing by yourself but like with this instance with emma and abby in the storm shelter it's really just kind of them trying to cope with their situation uh, abby mm -hmm. asks uh, emma you know like why are you always so happy and always so positive? It is just like a front for your followers or, or things like that. And she essentially says like, this is how she copes with the situation by just essentially ignoring the bad and just having this outwardly friendly presence. And you can, you can choose to be uh, you're playing as Abigail. You could choose to either be annoyed with that or kind of lean into the friendly side of it. And she kind of jokes with, with Emma about that, but that's literally it. And then it cuts to the, the next scene, like going back to Laura and Ryan, but yeah, there's a, a so, couple instances in this where it's just like a minute or two of like one dialogue and then it cuts to the next character. I feel like even if you're playing on your own, that would yeah. still be super weird because you still like what? You would fade away from Dylan and Caitlin, fade into Abigail and Emma, hear yeah. a minute of dialogue and then fade out into and then into the next section. Yeah. It's just, it's still so strange and so weird. And point. it's kind of nice. It's like hot potato, like especially when you're playing co-op. It's like, am I unless you're playing quick? both the characters like back to back, which happened. It's like Riot and then Dylan and then Caitlin. I was like, those are all me. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's you know, there's a nice like, oh god, am I gonna have to do QTs with these motherfuckers? They're gonna get attacked, and it's like one minute of dialogue, and you're like, oh, thank god, which, they're fine. Okay, okay. which, so which it, that's that's true. Which happened with us a lot of the times. It was me playing, and like I just had like some friendly banter, and then I handed off to Kai, and he's like trying to do quick time events and like <laughs> being stressed. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess I can see that. Like comes as like uh especially there... from what is potentially this like high tension moment beforehand with Dylan and Caitlin yeah. being in the woods alone. I guess it's supposed to be like a respite from that, so you can kind of well, chill like a kind of a break in between all of the the stress that's happening because there's a lot of fucking stress that happens in this playthrough. I paused and had to like put my controller down. Like guys, what do I do? What what's what also, do I do in this situation? With the way that the game is set up, I'm assuming avoiding a hundred percent weird cuts is really difficult because like obviously what plays is dependent on what you've done in the story. So it's like. Right they have to find a way to tie everything together where it feels natural. And like, honestly, in a game that's what, six hours long that we made it through, there was probably three or four times that there was like weird, like where you felt yeah. it. Like that weird section at the end of, I think like chapter four or three mm -hmm. or five, I don't know what chapter it was, where it plays that like weird music and you're in the hallway and it just feels super oh, yeah. out of place. But mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, that just might be in our playthrough, though. Like, maybe there's, if That's you play true. differently, if you lose someone, there's a different experience that makes that make sense, but just because it plays. So, like, 
I'm not super mad at there being a couple like, you know, here and there places where it doesn't fit together. Yeah. If most That's of true. it fits together, and I understand that there's like 180 different outcomes, it's like we're yeah. going to have to end up there one way or the other. You're going to get yeah. some weird cuts with with how that's structured anyways and with it like you said being far and few between it, yeah. I, I guess with just certain situations like this it did stand out a little bit but you're right i could see it as being a nice palate cleanse from the actions like okay you can come down like this section there's nothing yeah. important you have to do I mean, your decisions aren't going to be tragic if you decide something or, wrong you're fine or the decisions you made led to that being a calm section right right like, exactly that's true yeah like i mean i went straight into I went straight from Dylan and Caitlin into uh, Laura's situation with Constantine. You you didn't even, yeah, so that was like, you you didn't have that break with Abby there. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah, like I, my total playtime for the quarry was 16.4 hours, according to Steam. Check ours. Um, And to be fair, like a good, a good hour of that was fucking around in the beginning. uh, And I'll discuss that kind of that whole issue that we that we encountered but Mm. i'd say it was a good sort of i'd say like 14 and a half hours i spent especially when i found out the way the tarot cards are discovered i just ended up walking around everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um yeah this next section is kind of what we were talking about in the beginning laura's being dragged up into this room with constance and she begins pointing the gun at everybody in the room constance travis and and constance turns down the the lantern she's like you can't shoot what you You can't can't see what you can't see which is so weird and then she like bursts out the shadows and grabs the gun which okay we've already had one like two people struggling with a gun and we're like it never works out good i don't know what you were thinking of running straight towards the barrel of a gun but you have a qte and if you successfully do this qte you shoot constance in the face blowing her face off and it's funny because kai had made a comment of like martha's dead needed like a a content warning for like its graphicness but not this face oh when you see her face like martha's dead is such a weak little bitch because not even necessary nothing in that game like looks in as this, terrifying as constant face and when i saw that i was like this is what i would imagine would happen if you got shotgun in the face like this seemed like a realistic yeah, outcome yeah she 100%. looks like like what happens with corn on the cob after you've eaten it <laughs> <laughs> that like it's, loose kernel that's what it looked like it's like i mean skip her forward if you like a bit squeamish but it it looks literally like her face has been dragged off because of the shotgun blast and i mean it's a sawn off shotgun as well which from my understanding of shotguns does impact some like the spread of the bullets or something like spread of the petals um and it's just yeah like i'm i'm pretty desensitized to stuff like I, when uh, I saw that, I was I, like, oh, God. Like, that was. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you are. Oof. You are. Yeah. Like, you can see down her throat, like, that much yeah. in her face. What well. happens if you don't shoot her? Um, uh, so, I was just looking at that, which is what I wanted to talk to you guys about, because this is actually a decision disguised as a QTE, which is interesting. Mm. So, if you. The game has been prompting you to. I saw, uh, yeah, I see. We should say, like, this is one of those spam the A button quickly in order to succeed the QTE. Um, And if you do that, like the game has primed you to do, you accidentally shoot Constance. But if you lose the QTE, you just pull the shotgun back and aim at Constance. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because our outcome after this, you know, immediately... Well, for one, Jebediah tries to resuscitate Constance, which nothing's fucking happening. He's doing CPR and it's like his face is blown off um, so uh, 
sorry, I was just going to jump into what happens if you don't kill Constance. Oh yeah, okay, go on. Um, so if you don't kill Constance, Travis, Constance, and Jedediah, who is the father, uh, begin mm-hmm. bickering amongst themselves about what to do with Laura. Bobby brings Ryan up from the basement, and you can either get the choice to run from Bobby or distract him to help Ryan. It says both result in the same outcome, it just changes the order that it happens. Ryan mm. escape, uh, Laura escapes, and uh, then what we're going to talk about in a second, Ryan will be stabbed, but flees downstairs yeah. in the dumbwaiter, and the Hackett's run after Laura. Yeah, that that was similar happened to us. I mean, when you're running away as Laura, you have that QTE, and I think we failed the QTE, and Laura got shot right there in the head. Oh, damn. Um, what? What? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So you lost Laura there? No, no because she's Laura... A is a werewolf oh. so she can't die but i do oh, want to yeah. bring up look yeah i'm not an expert gamer by any means and i make mistakes here and there <laughs> i'm also not very good at qtes and i have very poor reaction time however i swear on my mother's grave that i successfully pulled off that qte yeah i know i don't i didn't know what i to think say. that was <laughs> intense. i did it correctly <laughs> your anger is coming through i'm summoning the powers of the god of thunder uh i did it correctly and it still failed so i don't know if it's like a mechanical issue or if it's just like a controller uh, issue well there was some okay. that are later on that we failed that you were like oh yeah like i tried to do it but this one you're like it's the right analog stick right and i was like it's the left analog yeah, stick and you're like oh well okay of course, this, this, later i did it right and it didn't yeah. work I was asked a question like, did it come up with the green to show that you succeeded? Because I'm curious if no, it was red. Su- oh, it was red. Okay, yeah. I was cu- I was curious if you succeeding was her being shot in the head, and somehow there was a worse outcome if you had failed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the worst. No, it was no. like so. So the, the little white orb comes up, and then it gives you a direction. And I swear to God, I pushed the direction, and it just turned red. And I was like. Okay, and then she gets shot in the head, and I did think I lost her. Yeah, we thought she was dead at at the moment. (gasps) But she comes back and and like, oh yeah, she's werewolf, and that's she's werewolf. She can't die. Not unless it's silver bullet. Um, Yeah, and like you said, uh, Ryan climbs into the dumbwaiter after being stabbed by Bobby, and after he comes out, you get the choice of pulling the knife out or leaving it in. I decided to just leave that in because from everything that I've seen, when you get stabbed, you get punctured, they say do not pull leave it out. Leave the knife in. Hundred exactly. percent. You exactly. make the wound worse if you pull the knife out because that's stopping you from bleeding out. That's the only it's... thing that's stopping you from bleeding out. Exactly, and that's why I left the knife in as well. Um, yeah. And so yeah, and I'm surprised that there was a dumb waiter in this. Um, Hey guys, it's really mean. All right, he's just a regular waiter. <laughs> His intelligence is nothing. Ooh, should I give you this number one dad mug behind me with your dad jokes that you're saying? Right now? <laughs> uh, so um, Ryan gets stabbed. Uh, Je- Bobby starts to walk towards Laura. Laura runs. Jedediah follows her. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are continuing the uh, Ryan versus Bobby saga. Yeah, my favorite Dragon Ball Z arc. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know perfect cell who. <laughs> um, exactly. So now we are kind of walking around this room. Yeah. And um, did you find this letter from Kaylee to Constance? Yeah, I found the letter. Couldn't figure out how to read I it. Couldn't read it. Yeah. Um, 
you can't. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. So I I did the same thing. I got the letter. I tried to read it at the time. I pressed the button to interact with it. And it just shows you in the menus like, oh, this is the letter to Constance. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. And you it, try to interact with it again and just nothing. It doesn't even tell you the contents of the letter. You find out at the end of the game that um, this is a confession from Kaylee to her grandmother, basically talking mm. about how she had become a werewolf and was running around biting people and spreading the curse, etc. Spreading her seed around. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> you can find the death uh, tarot card here as well. Correct, That's another yep. you can interact with. Uh, um, you can interact with a wardrobe that is empty, and it very clearly shows you the back of the wardrobe, which is identical to Mr. H's wardrobe, that when you push it is a false back and has the surveillance room, but even though it shows you the the plain back, you can't push it or interact with it. You're no, just like, oh, like, was there a secret room that we missed? Or someone something like hit that? the old. Someone hit the old Control C, and then Control V'd it into a different place on the map. And they're like, <laughs> wardrobe done. And they're like, hey man, Did you take work... out that like interactable part. And they're like, yeah. Oh, that is why, because it becomes <laughs> a hiding spot. Oh. There you go. Um, yeah, so... I'm sorry for assuming yes. that it was lazy yeah. development. Ryan will take back your comment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ryan will lean towards the door and and peek through the little keyhole and see Bobby coming after him. You now have a choice to either hide or or to block the door. Uh, I block the door, which in retrospect and, and now looking back at it, it was not a good uh, idea. It's Bobby. He can like break through this door. Also, Ryan just like leans up a chair up against it, and then like Bobby kind of just opens the door anyways. And it's like okay, well that didn't that didn't I'm necessarily. Gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Me. Bobby has big Lenny energy from a nice yeah. man. Like, oh. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He's he's not you know a hundred percent there. He seems mm -hmm. like a very sweet man who just unfortunately has to do the bidding of his family. Yeah. Um. But I imagine he just wants to like pet bunnies in a field. Do, he's like... a stereotypical gentle giant. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. But gentle. I say giant because he is uh as wide as the door frame and probably taller fucking, than it. He's fucking yeah. massive. Uh, he's huge. huge. And like, while normally, yeah, a chair probably would block that door and stop someone getting through. I had a feeling I hid because I had a feeling I was like, I I imagine that even a chest of drawers, he will eventually get through and move out yeah. the way enough to get through a door. So I yeah, hid. Nothing stopping this guy. Yeah. No. Um, so I let, let's talk about what happened when you blocked the door. So Bobby just kind of opens the door anyway. Yeah. So Bobby opens. It opens it he kicks the, the door down anyways and kind of follows us. He's there at a running pace. He's always kind of just like leisurely walking towards us because we will run or hobble along because clearly Ryan has been stabbed. And we go into, we leave the bedroom and then into a long hallway. And then we block that hallway, the door to that hallway with a massive like dresser that he uh, pushes down on its side. Ryan pushes down on its side. But you have to do like a QTE uh, X mashing or mashing of the button. No. Yeah. So I um, then having chose to hide you get two options you get the wardrobe and you get under the bed um i i don't know why i just i don't trust hiding in wardrobes that just seems like you've caught yourself yeah in that situation like if i was looking for someone that i had the intention of killing because they just shot my mother's face off with a sawn off shotgun i would look in the wardrobe that i just also look under the bed though Yes, yeah. 
but I would, too I would look in, I would look in the wardrobe first. I feel like in my head, I was like, that seems like the obvious one of the two. So, so if I walked into a room, I think mm. the first thing I would check is under the bed. Really? Well, I think I think that's the first thing that's next to you when you walk in. So that would be the first place I would check yeah. too, because it's the closest proximity to you when you walk through the yeah, door. You hit the floor, you get low, you're like, okay, not under yeah. there. Then you go to the wardrobe. See, because oh. in in my head, I was like, he's going to walk in the wardrobe directly in front of him. He's going to look in there. So I hid under the bed. Mm. Um, he does he immediately found you. No, <laughs> luckily not. Oh. I did the hold the breath situation, mm. um, yeah. and then same thing. While he's on the other side of the room, looking in the wardrobe. I snuck out the door and um, did that same did thing. You blocked the door. Yeah. From does what he, I does he scream, you can't hide in my Yeah, own he's house. like, You can't hide from me in my own house, motherfucker. <laughs> and then Ryan's like, You're a motherfucker. And then it cuts and it's like, What the hell? Okay. <laughs> the worst cut I've ever seen. No, you. Like, well, it's funny, <laughs> it's like the, the, the context of that, because Bobby's behind a wall, behind a door, behind a dresser, blocking that door, and now Ryan feels tough enough to be like, "Oh no, you!" and then runs away, and it's like, "Okay, I'm yeah, like, calm, calm down, calm down." Yeah, it's um, it's also like Ryan could crush you with his hand. Exactly. It's also a fucking valid point. Like this dude is gonna know, like, oh, he went through that door. Okay, that backs onto X room, backs onto X room, because this is like exactly. They call it the Hackett House. I would call it like the Hackett Mansion. It's like a, it's, it's big. It's fucking. It's like the size of like the Baker residence from Resident like, Evil exactly. Seven. Like all video game uh, scary mansions, the outside is like, oh, that's like a seven bedroom home, and the inside it's like that's a seventy bedroom home yeah, <laughs> with like Endless corridors that just lead yeah. underneath and caverns Crap and everything. Doors. You're like, what? The, who yeah. the fuck built this? Yeah. What's happening? Uh, yeah. And all, I'm gonna be honest. Never a light. Never one light ever mm -hmm. in these places. I just don't understand. Yeah. They have interior lighting. Someone hit a light switch at any point in time. Like, no, no, we're only going to be in the dark and candles. So yeah, candles and then weird lanterns that you can turn off and make things get black. After this, we cut back into playing as Laura, running away from Jedediah, who's chasing her. Uh, at, this, at this first scene, you can either, again, run or hide. And he's just like, we're going to run. Like, hiding never seems to work out for us. So we're like, we're Let's not going to hide. Picture. Let's paint the picture a little bit, though. Uh, you're in a bathroom. And yeah. the only place to hide is a big-ass fucking bathtub. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to help you. We're white. We're not that white. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not porcelain. It's not like a. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I ran as well. I was like, there's nowhere for me to hide. Plus, yeah, in in the situation with Laura, Laura's uninjured. So right. to me, I'm like, put as much fucking space between Jedediah and Laura as I can. Not only that, but like, she's a werewolf. A fucking werewolf. Exactly. Yeah. She has weird werewolf she's anger like and strength. <laughs> She's like 8,000 years old. She's half a <laughs> werewolf at this point. It's like, come on, we can outrun this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Add uh, e either way will lead you into this next room, which is an interesting thing. There's a piano in there, and you have kind of a timed QTE to play the piano or not, which in our heads is like, why the fuck would you play the piano? Because you want to draw right. more attention to you. And the only thing that happens when you play the piano is Laura gets scared and then curses is what the mm -hmm. what the walkthrough says. So Yeah, so when I read this in the walkthrough, it's like, 
If you decide to play it, it lets out a horrendously out of tune note and dust will emit from it, causing yeah. more of it to occur. All I could think was, have you guys seen The Goonies? Yes. I have. You know the yes. fucking piano scene where they're trying to open the cave door to one eye Willie's place and they've got the yeah, organ yeah. that they have to play? That's all yeah. I can imagine because when they hit the wrong note, it's just like and there's like dust everywhere that's well, all well, I Kyle, what Kai was saying too is like oh well what if that like opens some secret door or something like that but that had already so, been afterwards that would be so cool that yeah. was I my want... fault and I was very yeah. tempted to do it but then I also thought even if it opens a secret door they're gonna hear it and know I am into the secret place I don't know yeah. I can't remember there's a, some horror video game we played where there is a piano that you end up playing and it does open a oh, door wait is that not Resident Evil might be Resident Evil. They all might run be, together. Might Outlast, be Resident Evil, Evil fucking the Blair Witch Curse. We've played them all. They all they're all the same. All the uh, same we've done it. We've done it all. I'm not entirely sure how um, how you managed to hide from Jedediah in the bathtub in the previous room, but apparently that is what you do. Yeah. Um, and he just walks straight past you. But uh, like, that's that's a bathtub. That's not a girl. Yeah, there, there is a little clue that you can get, um, which is like a hunting trophy on the wall, which has uh, the skull of what looks to be a werewolf that was killed. She is so confident it's a bear. She's like, oh, there's bears around here? I'm like, bitch, that's not a bear. <laughs> like, I that, don't know what you're talking about. That looks like they killed a werewolf and like put yeah. his head on the wall or something. Yeah, um, 100%. I didn't do this whole... Uh, room with the Hackett family tree, blah, 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 blah. I didn't mm-hmm. get any of that. I just went into the next room where the scene with Jedediah happens. Yeah. It's not very exciting. You just go into the room. There's literally just like a big family tree. You see that yeah. it ends with Kaylee. Yeah, that's really... I mean, the only other thing in that's here is it. you get the Sun Tarot card, which we got as well. So yeah. is it like... Which you don't end up actually getting to use, so... Yeah. Is it like... um? What? Uh, which one is it? Is it Order of the Phoenix? You know, like where the fucking family tree's painted on the wall in Sirius's house in no, Order of the Phoenix. It's kind of like frame. Yeah, like it's his like is frame, painted yeah. on the wall. It's kind of framed. Oh, yeah, okay, like, right. It's like framed paper, and then like it's clearly written in like pencil, okay. and then it like marks the marriages with rings next to them, and it's yeah. like it's, you know, it's a nice. It's a family piece. tree. Yeah, nothing too crazy, nothing it's, too exciting. It's like extra detail that we already know that we didn't need to see right like it's the same thing with a letter like it's weird that they don't let us read the letter that kaylee mm-hmm. gives to her grandmother because we already know kaylee's a werewolf we already know yeah. she's been turning people yeah we know that her grandmother is aware that kaylee is a werewolf because during the conversation with travis earlier they kind of allude to that so it's like mm-hmm. why not let us read it we already know the information everything else in the game we can read it's yeah. the same thing with showing us the family tree it's like yeah we fucking know so, we, yeah we know chris we're very and clear travis on who everyone is like it's yeah and the other people don't matter because it doesn't. It doesn't matter who Constance's mum was, because right. you're never going to fucking be honest, meet. I don't her, know how like... Bobby fits in the picture though. Bobby is the brother of Travis and yeah, Chris. Travis and Chris is his brother. They're all three brothers, and then Constance and Jedediah are the parents. Those genetics are fucked. Because <laughs> Travis and Chris look normal. Bobby looks like a brick outhouse. Yeah. massive. Yeah, massive. A... Massive. He's a big old man. Um, so now Jedediah comes into the room uh, in which we are and he is basically like you you killed my wife and uh, (laughs) starts pointing a gun gun at her 
and um there's like a QTE situation where you have to fight Jedediah off. He ends up being pushed yeah. onto the floor. Right. He also um, says something that makes no sense to me canonically, which he's like, he pulls out this like revolver and he's like, there may not be enough silver in here to kill you. But I can but make it'll you feel be pain. Sure to, yeah, I can make you feel pain or I can like torture you is mm-hmm. really what he says. And like, so like, wait, there's like a level of silver you need for it to count as a kill? Like, not just any silver will do. Like That's, this is that seems specific like the implication, but yeah. it, it's yeah. weird because, like, at the same time, if you flip it, like I don't know if you've ever watched the Underworld movies, but the lichens in the Underworld movies basically die as soon as silver goes into them. Yeah. Like even if it's like a knife, if you stab them with a silver knife, they still die. Um, so it's weird yeah it kind yeah. of implies like you said this weird like there has to be over x percent of silver in their body yeah. before they die yeah also it's, it's odd it seems in that scene that it's dark enough where he can't see her right mm-hmm. like that's the but assumption. clearly lights if, in this room too. i don't know if it's yeah there's a window behind him and i don't know if it's the brightness of like our screen we were playing on because we played this on a different tv uh, than our normal TV, we're playing it where Jared is now, and like, it was pretty bright. <laughs> it was mm. like you could definitely see her; right. Like, she's uh, right there. It's definitely. I mean, even looking at the shots in the walkthrough, it's um, it's very clear. You can see her, and there's there's nothing like there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to see her. Yeah. Well, the um, lights too are are starting to affect Laura. I mean, right as you push Jebediah down, you can have a choice of attacking him or running. Um. We we didn't attack. We chose to run. We yeah, ran. We, yeah. I ran. Yeah. What we, happens if you attack him though? Uh, that's he what dies. I picked. Uh, he doesn't Aww. just die. Um. So yes, he does die. But the way in which he dies is very strange. Like mm-hmm. basically, Laura is standing up. Jeddah dies on the floor. Lick him really hard on the forehead, and he dies. <laughs> Imagine she um she picks him up off the floor by his throat and puts him against the wall and is like holding him and then she mm. just goes Dum, with her hand and snaps his neck in like a fit oh, of rage Jesus. yeah she snaps his neck with one hand and he dies now oh, i'm i'm so interested to see how like this next part happens with this is Continue. one of those fins that i was talking about pre-recording where i i assumed right in my head i was like i don't want this fucker following me but at the same point i don't see a reason to kill him like he's no. not really done anything per se. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, I assumed that she would like knock him out so that he wouldn't chase her and then carry on running away. Boy, uh, the boy, were you wrong? Well, so the the in hindsight, it kind of makes sense. But at this point, we hadn't seen, um, we hadn't seen any kind of transformation happening really and with Laura. Laura. We had the eyes earlier eyes, on. Yeah. But that was about it. But the implication is that the anger from the werewolf curse is what caused her Give to strength go heavy-handed and snap his neck. Yeah. Yeah, because in ours, if you choose to run, she just kind of is getting disoriented by the lights, and then she cuts the power, uh, mm-hmm. which then will will then go into a cut scene with jacob where the thing opens up but we had killed nick in that situation so jacobs was fine he he left the the cage and everything like that i'm assuming that didn't uh, happen with you (laughs) no so i so you had killed yes because you killed nick thinking it was chris hackett right 
Yeah. yeah. So I stopped Laura in that situation, which meant that both, like, all the doors opened when Laura hit the switches and destroyed the fuse box. Yeah. And um, Jacob just kind oh, of froze, no. and the werewolf walks over to him and just rips him apart and kills him. Oh no! There's the. We need a counter. Here's the first one. There's gonna be a lot, guys. I'm gonna be honest. No one comes in this game with stronger main character energy than Jacob and does not follow through with it through the rest of the game. Like, at the beginning, he is <laughs> perceived as, like, the most important person. Like, it's the focus. He's the one who decides to keep him at the camp. He's the one putting the bags away. Dylan and Ryan are just kind of fucking around and not doing anything and being assholes. And it's like, he's like, yeah, I'm the guy. And then just, like, nothing. Midpoint of the game, drops off, he's in a cage, mm-hmm. he's naked half the game, everyone thinks he's a fucking loser, and, like, that's it. That's the rest of the game for him. Which is the most fucking yeah, writing I, I respect, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like the idea that the jock was acting all tough and had this big bravado. And then bravado. did absolutely nothing. And then when it came down to the nitty-gritty of it, and, I mean, I'm I'm saying this, I don't know how the fuck I would react in this situation. I like to think I'd be able to, you know, keep a, cal- a calm head and be like, okay, I'd right, be, I'd, I'd be Jake in the situation. Yeah. I mean, okay, look, maybe it's because I played Jacob and I want to defend him a little bit. But like, <laughs> what was he fucking like? He did, he had his moments where he was an asshole with mm. Emma and I'm not going to yeah. defend his horniness. And he's the reason everyone is here and trapped here and lost hands and people died. Yeah. Also bad. But like, he did go run and try to save Abigail when he heard her scream. Yes, he yeah. abandoned Emma while doing that, but he tried to tell her. He was like, oh my god, someone's hurt. I'm going to go run and try to save this person. He ran in with Bobby, and he still tried to help them afterward, and then he got captured, and he was really in a cage for the rest of the game. Like, he didn't the, do much. The un- unsung hero of the quarry. <laughs> oh, he's not the hero. He's just the, <laughs> he's just never got a sh- he never got to shoot a shot. I will, I'll, I will, uh, I'll agree to that, yeah. He definitely... Um, like you said, he had that energy going into it, and it would have been nice to have like a redemption arc where he kind of came like, to grips with what was happening. No. Like, but I, I don't know. From what I can gather, even if you manage to free him with that breaker puzzle, he basically just runs off and doesn't really do anything. He's not in the Hackett yeah. house. He the just next runs time away we... from the Hackett house. The next time we see Jacob, and we'll get to it, we get there. It, nothing that he does is heroic. <laughs> no, sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So uh, you was curious about what happens when Travis comes walking in. Yeah, um, because we have very different relationships with Travis. How our interaction ended in the, mm-hmm. the jail, the jail cell. So I'm curious because Just in refresh our instance, me, yeah, come refresh me. What happened in your instance? Yeah, so in our instance, you know, Laura cut the lights and it's dark and Travis walks in and he's like, every, and he's pointing the gun at Laura and he's like, everyone just needs to calm down. We all need to calm down and, and work this out. And you don't see a lot of that coming to fruition in this instance specifically. It happens a little more later, but Laura will just run out of the room and Travis won't do anything. Travis points the gun at her and just yeah. lets, lets her go. She runs out of the room. He, she she kind of like, you know how vampires run in television where it's like the super run where it's like a little too quick for human speed? That's what yeah. he does and kind of pushes him out of the way and yeah. just like runs out the door. But so she, he, Travis chooses. Travis? Well, we, I mean, we knocked him out with the... Uh, oh, correct. The, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The syringe, but that was kind of our only like kind of malicious intent towards him. Like 
before that and everything, we were trying to get on good terms with Travis. And it seemed like mm. that was how it ended aside from the whole syringe thing. So it could be read that you lured him into a false sense of security and then drugged him and left him in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had given Pretty him much. a hard time and then locked him in that cell. But I did choose to apologize to him when we ran away. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this. I need to try and save Max. But didn't so, it end with like him not? He's like, I'm going to hunt you down or I'm going to kill you or something like that. This is not how he did say ended. he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, mm. But he comes into the room. Jedediah is uh, dead. We have him in our hand. He comes into the room. We drop Jedediah on the floor, <laughs> which probably not the best thing to do. I haven't just snapped his father's neck. Um, and he points the gun at Laura and he looks at her and he's like, what the fuck have you done? And then it cuts off and we go into Ryan versus Bobby, mm. you know, round two Interesting. electric boogaloo. Interesting. Um, but it, it kind of, it leaves on that cliffhanger of Travis holding Laura up at, at gunpoint, essentially. Oh, so she hadn't ran away in your playthrough at that no. point? No, mm. she did not run away. Because I, I chose, I you guys chose the flee the room option, right? So Eve, I, I chose the killing Jedediah option. So she kills Jedediah and is still in the room. This affects the story. Mm. Uh, yeah, but like Ben said, Cage we thing. cut back to Ryan, the Rob Ryan versus Bobby uh, cage match that's happening currently. A lot of this is uh, Ryan hobbling away and trying to get away from Bobby. Uh, he goes into kind of this this crevice that's in the wall, and then you have to do a series of QTEs in there. And then ultimately, it's it's holding your breath and hiding from Bobby in this kind of this wall inside the wall while he's exploring uh, the room. Oh my lord! Okay, I was just reading on. Sorry, I was like, sorry. Not it, what it, happens? It gets really interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, he um, you're going through the crawl space, right? Like Matrix style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And so you run into the room and I'm trying to, you basically, uh, I can't remember how it happens, but you get to a point where Bobby has caught up with Ryan. Ryan is like yes. in a room and Bobby just comes walking in through the door and yeah. is basically like, you know, you killed my family. Uh, do you want to, should I go first in this instance? Because we both still have the knife in the side of us. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how your your outcome went. Um, so I basically you get the choice to stab him. That's the kind of key here. You have this interruption event, and I was like, I don't want to stab Bobby. Bobby hasn't done anything. He he it kind of like Kai said, he gives off that vibe of like he's been manipulated by his family and is just following what he's been told to do. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's the added fin of if I stab Bobby, it means I have to take the knife out of Ryan. So I just left him, and yeah. uh, Ryan, uh, Laura appears out of nowhere, jumps down from this like upper ledge, and sort of lands on the floor, threatens Bobby, and is like, you know, don't fucking touch Ryan. Yeah. Bobby gets scared, knowing that Laura has been bitten, and runs off, leaving Ryan on the floor. Yeah, that's exactly how ours went. And looking at how these outcomes play out depending on what you're choosing you choose will affect bobby's outcome later on right. in the game too but we went the so, exact same route we yeah. 
in this instance, Bobby is standing above us. Ryan is laying down, knife in his side. In my head, like, for one, I have to pick up the knife in order to stab Bobby. That's not a good idea. And where's my where's my momentum? I'm on my back. He's above me. I'm going to stab his the calf or ankle. And then what's that going to do? You know, he's just going to get angry and then attack us. You know, this guy's massive. I'm going to be honest. This is the part of the game where Jared started uh, pausing during uh, yeah. decisions. <laughs> The, the entire rest of the game was him pausing and us discussing, like, okay. Well, like, you know, like, how the, are we the little red bar would, would go down. I just pause yeah. and be like, guys, what just do we pause do? Pause and be like, okay, what do we do? Oh, what do we do? Here? No, bro. <laughs> it's like too stressful. No, it's part of the game. It's too stressful. I was like, I need, I need, I need opinions from the, the group. Here. I mean, they could have, they could have programmed it to not let you pause during a QT. So, I mean, clearly. So they gave him an out. The other thing that happens in this situation, I forgot as well, the walkthrough doesn't seem to uh, mention it here, but um, Bobby walks up and pulls the knife out of Ryan's side and is like, I'll right. take that back. Right. Um, so the knife so, went out and regardless. So that's what we're like. Oh, yeah, well. yeah. So it kind of all leads into the situation where Ryan is now bleeding out. Either you took the knife out yourself or Bobby takes it back before Laura comes yeah. and scares him off. Which yeah. leads us to uh, the ultimatum. There's a conversation between Ryan and Laura, and you know Laura is like, "You're bleeding bad," and he's like, basically says, "Give it to me straight," and she's like, uh, "You're gonna die again." Yeah. Um. And now we are left with the decision of: Do we let Laura bite Ryan to heal her wound, to heal the wound, but also cursing him right. and making him a werewolf? Um, right. Effectively, it wouldn't be today. I'm assuming no. it would be next full moon. Which also, the whole time that you know Laura and Ryan were trying to find Chris, Ryan never really was on the side of wanting to kill Chris. He was like, okay, well, let's just like either talk to him or let's let's get down to this. You know, he he wouldn't do this intentionally. And at this point, with because we decided to accept the bite and have Laura bite us and turn us, that we decided that like, okay we're going to kill Chris because this bite will heal my wounds. And if we kill Chris, it will change us both back and will lift the curse from us at the same time. Yeah. And that was kind of, that was my, um, my thought process as well. I was like, you know, I, I'll let her bite me. Ryan will survive, but it's also, it's also like that greater good situation. Like I don't want to kill Mr. H because realistically, like Mr. H is also a victim in this situation. But you kind of have to for the greater good of what's going to happen if you don't. And I don't know, maybe that's oversimplifying the morals and ethics of it or whatever. But that was my full process. I was like, yeah, Ryan survived to kill Mr. H. Max, Laura, Ryan, Nick, like all of these people are freed from this curse emma as well because well, emma our, our nick is dead so our nick won't be us yeah. <laughs> unfortunately but yeah um, um yeah it, it's the greater good and all of that yeah now uh, you do get a chance to pull away which is right and i was um, like nah let's just let's just get bit this seems like the the easiest outcome let's just do this let's be werewolf lovers together and run off into the moon set you know that's that's fine i'm fine with that okay right um oh interesting okay so you can um accept or deny it right so it says accept laura will go in to bite ryan you get an interruption allowing us to pull away but it won't change anything if we choose to execute it ryan will Mm -hmm. still be infected 
Oh yeah. So it's like gotcha. even if you pull away, she still bites Ryan. Right. Um, and this decision here directly influences something that happens later on yep. um, when we do eventually track down Chris Hackett. Yeah. Uh, after this, we cut back to good old Dildog and Caitlin in the scrapyard. And I love the nicknames that we've given them throughout this playthrough. Uh, this beginning instance is just you playing as Dylan and you guys looking through all of these cars to try to find the rotor arm. You're trying to find this Correct. part. Uh, again, it's funny. I because shit myself you... when the first lights came on. I'm just yeah, going to up front. I was <laughs> up. It's, it's terrifying. And like Ryan, uh, I mean, sorry, Dylan reacts accordingly. He also screams and there's a funny dialogue between the two. Caitlin's like, we've seen like werewolves and all of this. The lights is what scares you? And well, he's like, yeah. So, because for me, I don't know. I I played this after the initial, like, getting to the scrapyard. So I forgot about the automatic lights. So when the lights come on, I was like, oh, shit, someone's here. I thought someone was, like, turning on the spotlights and going to be, like, from the office of the scrapyard or whatever, be like, you know, Mm -hmm. who the fuck are you? What do you want here? Yeah. Um, But no, they're just automatic lights. They're just automatic. Uh, Yeah, and so this first instance is just walking around the scrapyard. I mean, there's a couple clues and tarot cards you can find. We didn't find any of them. Did you, Ben? Did they have any kind of significance at all? Um, So there is... I don't think I found a tarot card. Oh yeah. no, I did. I found judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I the one clue I found was um or well, two clues. There's a calendar in the workshop when you go upstairs that indicates it says like full moon on it. And Dylan's like, Oh, these sons of bitches had it planned out. Like we know obviously that it's the Hackett family preparing for this kind of annual like, you know, monthly event they have to worry about. Yeah. Um, but the big clue was that there is a vehicle repair sheet upstairs um, oh. and we deduced that it's Max's car. Max's car was brought into the scrap oh. workshop and there's a note on there that says keep this off the books because obviously Chris Hackett can't hide the fact that Max and Laura did arrive near right. Hackett's quarry if yeah, it's on the books. The that is... Yeah, so the vehicle is here somewhere but is unofficially not there because it's not on the books um but we that was it, really. it is. but why why are they hanging it from a giant magnet this is the question that i want to know <laughs> i just don't understand uh like, yeah, it would make sense if it was like during operational hours or something and they were like working on it and moving it to be like processed but why just like keep it up there i guess also it's not the way those magnets work are not like a normal magnet. It's not just a big magnet. Mm-hmm. It's an electromagnet, which means electricity has to flow through it for it to become a magnet or to become magnetic, which means that there has to be power on constantly to hold a fucking car 30 feet in the air. It's not like, you know, it's just Which like, would oh, there not be? The automatic lights are working? I guess there is electricity going through the place currently, so I mean... Just like from the perspective of someone who is owning and running this, would yeah. be like, I'm wasting an insane amount of electricity to have a car sit yeah. 20 feet above the air for no reason with the lights on in the car, which is even yeah. more insane to yeah. me. Is it's like, you're just going to run down the battery for no reason. I guess, the car's yeah. not on. I, I don't know. The only thing I can think to try and justify it is like maybe it was a tactic to keep it 
hidden if it's like that's what I thought up in the well. air out of the view of people but then at the same point the counter argument to that is if it's 20 feet up in the air you're it's gonna, gonna be gonna like stand oh out. shit there's a there's a car with its lights on yeah you're exactly like, fuck is, that? is that a car flying over there yeah. Harry, like, po- Harry Potter reference <laughs> um yeah, yeah so like Kai was saying Dylan and Caitlin will eventually find a car hanging on this crane that is obviously have his lights on and more intact than anything they have found you know we're in the scrapyard all these cars have been destroyed and this is the one that's mostly intact uh they caitlin tells dylan to go up and lower the vehicle down there and there's an interesting dialogue you can choose to have dylan to say like okay caitlin you know have my back or you can have dylan ask caitlin for the gun and in our mind we're like he has one hand a gun is not going to do him any good like you caitlin you keep the gun we'll go up to the crane and lower this thing down well so i obviously my dylan still has two hands but my thought process was um who realistically is gonna need this gun more the person who's 20 foot up in the air locked in a cabin or the person who is on the fucking ground yeah i was like not for for long i was like if anything happens realistically she's gonna need the gun gun. they're gonna come for her first the likelihood is that they're gonna be on the ground before they go up yeah. Um, so I and, just said to her, like, you know, watch my back or whatever it is he says. Yeah. And this is when shit starts hitting the fan again. It will, I'll, I'm curious to see how your playthrough went differently if it did. But Dylan will lower the car oh, down. You only have one hand. Yeah. Dylan will lower the car down to Caitlin. And as she's exploring it, Dylan notices that the automatic lights are starting to slowly turn on around the scrapyard and in a way where it's coming closer and closer to us. Uh, in this moment, you have a choice to either warn Caitlin that something is coming. I mean, we all presume that it's one of the werewolves or to immediately lift the car up. Uh, we chose to warn her, yep. yelling down at her, and we just like, slam on the horn. That's right there. The the, um... the horn that every crane has, yeah. Yeah, the crane horn. Yeah, The crane horn. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, Clearly. Who the fuck and... lifts the car up in this situation? Like you are leaving psychopaths. Like you are leaving Caitlin on the ground alone against the werewolf. It, it says here, I mean, regardless, she falls into the car anyway. So if you try to lift it up, she's in the car and like ow. is in the car anyways. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. You never see her go into the car. That's why I was like, if we lift it up and she's down there, she's screwed. Oh my god. Yeah, Lord. we didn't know where she was, so we didn't want to just like lift the car up and either miss her, she's just on the ground, or she's like Dangling. hanging on the side of the car and then falls and dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a good idea. Okay, other, I will say. Other than the stupid fucking car part of this, where the car is, like, above the ground, this is probably my favorite aside section of this game. Yeah. Like, the environment is different and very interesting. Everything is terrifying with the lights turning on and off and, like, thinking that someone else is there. Especially the scene with Dylan up in the cabin watching the lights, like, pop on yeah. as it gets closer and closer. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. This is terrifying. This is great. It's, this is a great scene. It's, it's, something it's so about... stressful something about scrapyards and like that kind of well because the way that the cars are arranged in the environment is almost like 90 degree turns yeah yeah and so you're amazed you're walking along and it's literally a maze you can't see where you're going and then that idea of i knew something was going to happen i didn't Mm. know necessarily that it would be um a werewolf i thought maybe it would be um like another member of the gang or someone of the Hackett family. Like maybe it was um, like Ryan or whoever had escaped 
the Hackett mm. house and was running through the scrapyard. But to be that high up and to see those lights coming on, because it starts off far away and they gradually get closer and closer. Well, I say gradually. They quite quickly get closer and closer. <laughs> yeah, and so, my, yeah. you're like, my mind in worst case scenario in the first place, I was like, that's a fucking werewolf. We need to I, Yeah, don't get me wrong. I took, I took no chances. I was like, this may be, like, yeah. say it is Ryan. The worst situation is Ryan sees that we put Caitlyn in a car and lifted right. her 20 foot in the air. You... So this is the son, right? This is, this is, yes, this is Caleb. This is Caleb. We don't know this at that time, but yes, this is Caleb. Right, this is Caleb. Yeah. Um, so you ultimately, yeah, you ultimately do lift the car up with Caitlin inside of it, and the werewolf jumps onto the back of the car and starts slowly crawling around it, and we're trying to figure out what we can do to help. If you, you could either have a choice of honking the horn or slamming the car down. We honk the horn. We honk the horn because we know that these things, they don't like sound. They don't like sound. So we honk the horn and we blast it and it's, it's struggling and it jumps towards us because it's, now it's going towards the sound. Um, and it starts scratching at the glass that's on the outside of the crane. And as we lift underneath our seat, Dylan finds like this little canister flamethrower and trying to light it. Which comes in every crane. Right. And that you have to mash X to try to light it. And as the werewolf bursts through the glass, you burn it with a flamethrower and then it falls off the crane onto the ground where and also in the moment that uh the werewolf was on the car caitlin jumped out of the car onto a pile of tires to try to avoid the werewolf wait so hang on so yes okay so the the werewolf is very realistic (laughs) the werewolf (laughs) jumps off of the car and comes to the crane because it's like the the source Mm -hmm. of the The noise Correct. Right, okay. Yes. Correct. So what, like that. so what happens afterwards now? So uh, afterward, the, Caitlin's now, on the floor with a werewolf? Yeah, no. So Caitlin and the werewolf yeah. are both on the floor, and the there's this, this very tense moment because the werewolf is slowly crawling towards Caitlin. Caitlin is screaming to Dylan, having telling him to help, help me some way possible. Dylan, the the little lever that he's using to move the crane gets stuck, so you have to mash X or mash the button to try to unstick it. And then it moves the crane over the werewolf. He finally jams it down, and it drops the crane right on top of the werewolf, right inches oh, okay, away from right. Caitlin. Okay, right. And that's, right, how this, right. and that's how this ends. Okay, so mm-hmm. I didn't honk the horn. I chose to slam the car. Oh, no. How'd that go for you? Uh, perfectly fine. Oh, Perfect okay. Fine. Um, you you basically sort of shout out. He's like, he's like, Caitlin, hold on, and you begin swinging the car backwards and forwards, and slamming it into other cars that are on, like, been stacked up, um, in an attempt to basically knock the werewolf off of the car. I had a very very wow. small moment where I shat myself because. Um, <laughs> Well, so in your situation, Caitlin jumps. Mm-hmm. In my situation, uh, the flailing of the car throws Caitlin into one of the doors, which gives way and sends her flying out of the car that is 20 foot up in the air. Classic. Mm. And so I'm, Classic. I'm like, fuck, Caitlin is dead. I've just killed Caitlin. I've like dropped her 20 foot on the ground. She's dead or gravely injured. Um, no, she lands on a set of tires, bounces off the set of tires, and is perfectly fine. I was like, and then oh, what, is, what well, happens with the werewolf? Well, it's, the same, it's the same cutscene. It's the same cutscene. The, the werewolf, oh, okay. the werewolf uh, does eventually get slammed off of the car. Um, so yours, he fell off the crane. Mine, he falls off the car. 
starts walking towards Caitlyn. We do the drop, mash the button, car drops on the werewolf. So wait, so you drop the car and then... Li- oh, so wait, the, the drop was just shaking the car? It wasn't dropping it? No, so we, we shake the car. Caitlyn falls out. Okay. Werewolf falls off the car onto the ground. And then, and then we have the that same, same scenario. That we, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Interesting. So it was two different outcomes. It was pretty much the same as just how we got there. You didn't get to see Dylan pull out a flamethrower and bull burn the werewolf that was trying to attack him at the moment. I imagine if you fail that QTE or you fail that mashing, then yeah. you're going to die. It just well, seems so it that doesn't the difference that, between... Though. Oh, no, sorry. It does say mess, th- mess up this QTE and Dylan will become werewolf chow. Yeah. Oh, uh, it does seem like the difference between the two options is one has a lot more. Ours had a lot more quick time events that we yeah. had to successfully I had pull off for people to survive. No quick time event until I had to pull that lever. Oh, oh good. Like I was ex- fed. I was this expecting. Was I was expecting like you know quick time event of like as I got towards the wall like a quick time event to pull it the other way so I didn't just fucking ram this car yeah. into something at full speed. Um, but yeah, I genuinely thought I'd killed. Um, so this next, this next part is going to be interesting because clearly you are Emma as a werewolf and you didn't have Abby anymore. So this goes not happen to, to me Emma. at all. So this goes to Storm Shelter, but in this, you find the tarot card, the Hierophant, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But so at this moment in this chapter, we have found three tarot cards, but the Hierophant is a very special tarot card and, and, and that it forces us to choose that card and we get a very specific cutscene, and we get details about this lady too. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but interesting. I yeah, had we, that later on. I found oh. a tarot card called the Empress, which mm. was um, a similar situation. So when we get to that in chapter 10, I'll, I'll reveal that, but yeah, walk me through this situation. Cause I experienced none of this. Uh, let's see. I think, I think actually nothing. I said walk me through the situation, not read the fucking walkthrough to me, man. I can I can see it off to the side of me. No, no, I know, but I, I was I didn't know because sudden shit goes down, but I didn't know if it happened now or we have another call back, a cutback to Abba. Oh, is there free? I thought this was the end of it. Because I'm I'm no. waiting for Emma to turn. That's what I'm waiting for you to walk through. I'm waiting for you to walk right. through the process of when Emma turns. That's what I was trying to figure out, but I don't think that happens here yeah. again. Oh. Let's just it doesn't matter. Let's let's walk through the process. It's very instant, and she rips out Abigail's throat. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the, but it's, it's the same so cutscene. No, you no, got no, no, no nuance. Just ripping the bandaid off. Well, in this instance, you have a choice. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it now. Then you have a choice. Emma is turning. She's starting to get more aggressive, and she's starting to get angry at Abby. And you look back, and there's the ladder that connects to the bottom of Chris Hackett's uh, office. The 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 hatch you found in the beginning with Dylan. The you were Dylan right underneath up. there. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, when Emma starts turning and eventually does turn, you have a choice of going up the ladder or going up the stairs. And in my mind, I was like, oh, context clues. We saw that thing break down before. We saw it last time. I'm going to avoid the ladder. So if I go up the ladder, Abby's probably going to trip on that thing, fall, and get killed by Emma. So I was like, cool, stairs. You run towards the stairs. Emma jumps on you and rips Abby's throat out, and, you di- and she dies. So I don't know how the latter time. portion goes because we're not at that section yet, but I mean, uh, hang on. Well, let, let's while while we're talking about it, let's um, let's just. Oh my god! Wow, you had like an Eliza cutscene. Oh shit! I did not get any of that. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, why can I not find? Is it chapter ten that this happens? I think it it's in the next like chapter. That's chapter. why. Yeah. 
Okay, I have an issue with that. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, interesting. Okay, I have a. That's a very very big plot hole. Okay. Um, because yeah, and, and this is again, you get to walk around the area as Abby. You find the Harrowfant, but it's just Ab- Abby and Emma having conversations still about their situation. Nothing happens in this instance again, other than you finding the Harrowfant, which is a very important tarot card. Okay, yeah. so wild. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna say I don't like the way that the order that this happened and it will make sense when we discuss the next part which is um finally finding chris hackett so yes. laura and ryan are still in the hackett house they're walking around mm-hmm. and they enter this attic area with a werewolf tied to um this like wooden structure like chained right. to this structure in the attic. we learn is chris i mean you put two and two together you know yeah it's you're like it makes sense that the Hackett family would um chain Chris up. It, I mean, I don't know why they didn't chain up Caleb and Kaylee. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know why they were allowed to run around freely, but hey ho. Um, but before you can do anything, you begin walking towards it and the floor starts to creak. The mm-hmm. werewolf uh then breaks free of his chains, walks towards you, and the floor gives out and you fall through the floor. And you are now in the kitchen. And in the kitchen, um, the just happens to be Travis, Bobby, and Jedediah. Jedediah, Well, in your walkthrough, Jedediah, not in my playthrough. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So in my playthrough, Mm -hmm. in my playthrough, because yours probably went a little bit differently because you still had Jedediah and things like that. Yeah. So in my playthrough, we fell through the floor. Um, Chris jumps on Bobby, who's there. Bobby manages to kick Chris off. Chris stands up. It then comes around to me as Ryan. And I have the option of aiming the gun. I aim the gun at Chris. I shoot Chris in the head with the silver bullet. And Chris dies. Mm. So... Um, what also happens in that situation is, sorry, we fall through the floor. Emma is like hurt. Laura. And Laura, god fucking damn it, Laura is hurt. <laughs> and she she's like, she starts she starts getting like annoyed and she's yeah. like, oh no, not now, not now. And then she goes, Bleh! and she pops and turns yeah. into a skin wolf and launches herself at Travis. Yes. Her and Travis yeah. are on the floor. Travis is trying to stop her. We shoot Chris immediately as soon as we shoot Chris. Uh, we shoot him in the head. He dies instantly. Mm-hmm. Emma explodes again and now is in her human form covered in blood. And, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Travis has his entire arm inside of Emma's mouth when she... Uh, oh, my God. Laura's mouth <laughs> when she... Yeah, it's uh, like he like has his arm up back. and like her mouth like around his arm, and then she transforms like around back around his arm, and then she explodes back into a human, which you know, right? So it sounds like you guys had a fairly similar situation. Um, exactly although, yeah, the exact same thing. So, but doesn't just Jedediah not die? Uh, no, yeah. Jedediah does not die. He gets pushed. He gets pushed away by the the by Chris, and Chris is fighting with Bobby, and Chris eventually knocks Bobby off to the side too, and then turns around, and then same thing. We have him with Ryan. Ryan has a gun. He shoots Chris in the head. He dies, and Emma turns back into a human. Oh, okay, right. Um, so this 
let's talk about what can happen with Ryan's choice before we jump into what there's a completely different situation where you can kill all of the Hackett's. Yeah. Um, so we chose to shoot Chris. We know what happens in that situation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, if you don't shoot Chris, Chris brutally kills Ryan and Laura will be stabbed by Travis as she decapitates Travis. So you can, wow. in that situation, you can lose Ryan and you can lose Travis. Mm-hmm. You can choose to shoot Laura, um, which kills Laura, and then Chris will kill Ryan. Now, so I don't know why you would choose to kill Laura. Yeah. Um, maybe, I guess if you're going down the whole doesn't want to kill Chris Hackett route, um, then yeah. Um, but the situation that we have, as far as we know now, everyone is cur- uh, everyone is cured of the curse. There is a situation where if Ryan stabbed Bobby with the knife, Bobby this weakened Bobby, and Bobby is yeah. unable to um, unable to fight off Chris. Chris kills Bobby. Um, he then kills Jedediah and also will kill Constance if Constance is alive. So you will lose all three mm. of those characters. Um, and yeah, so now we are in the situation where Travis is still alive. In our playthroughs, mm. Travis is still alive. Ryan and Laura are still alive. Mm. Chris Hackett is dead. Yes. And uh, they are all cured. In my situation, Jedediah isn't there. But in your still, situation, he's still there and he's fine. Okay, right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and after this is where it starts to branch off again, depending on what your situations were, either with Travis in Chapter 7 and even with declining the bite as Ryan. Um, so in, in our situation, mm-hmm. what happens is Laura thanks Travis for not killing her because he's had multiple chances to kill her and he hasn't. Um, he... Ryan and Laura will think like, okay, cool. Everything's done. Everything's taken care of. We're good now. And Travis tells him like, no, this is, this is just the beginning. There's still more to happen. Like, well, what are you talking about? It, Caleb was the, or like Caleb was the last one or something like that. Isn't he, is it going to kill him to end this curse? And he's like, no, someone else bit Caleb, which was Silas. Caleb's not the original werewolf. Silas was the original one that began biting all the family. And ultimately the three of them decide that they have to go and find and hunt down Silas to f- eventually and finally end this curse this f- that has been plaguing their family. Yes. Which feels like it's supposed to be more of like a plot twist thing where it's like, oh, another werewolf! But it's really not. You're just like, fuck it, okay, whatever. God damn it. Yeah, Fine. You, you kind of become fed up with it. And I also... I don't know why... Travis didn't just say to Laura in the jail section, like, because she she knows about the werewolves. He could say, like, you know, the werewolf curse started with Silas. He doesn't say that to her at any point. And so, obviously, overhearing the conversation between Chris and Travis, we naturally assume that Chris is the OG werewolf. He's the one that's biting everybody. You kill Chris and he's done. That's good to go. And it's like, Mm -hmm. after watching Max turn, he could have said to her, like, you know, this all started with when Silas. Silas broke free and bit someone. Silas, Silas bit Caleb. Caleb bit the entire family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
there is an entire situation where we like, we need to go through some of these if you if you guys are cool with that. We're a we're a thousand percent gonna have to split this into two episodes. It's not a long episode. Not... Y'all are having a long episode. Enjoy. So yeah. I'm gonna run through <laughs> these real quick. If Laura shot Travis back in the section where she was trapped in prison, mm-hmm. uh, basically the the mirror broke and it has a silver back, and Travis realizes he can stab Laura, who is now a werewolf, and kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you shot her, if you shot him during the prison section, he will stab Laura, killing her because of the silver. The silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan will then basically take the shotgun and travis decides that he's not fucking having it and travis will murder ryan so you can oh. lose ryan in that situation as well as um laura laura if you didn't shoot travis but ryan didn't take the bite um ryan falls to the floor dead and basically yeah. succumbs to blood loss right um da, 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 da. i think those are the outcomes yeah and it says specifically it says if you win you enter a combat scenario where you can shoot and tr- kill travis so afterwards travis and laura will fight for the shotgun mm, um, interesting if you lose travis locks laura up in the cells of the cellar where jacob was hidden oh interesting um <laughs> Yeah, this is the situation yeah. we end up in where uh, we now ch- start to chase down what we learn is called the White Wolf, which is Silas. Yeah. And that's what we get from this context. So, And this is the end of Chapter 9, going into kind of the tarot cards. And we found three of them, but if you find the Hierophant, that's the one that you get to choose for this situation. I'm so super curious, sorry. Um, so just before we jump into that, we have now teamed up the three of us uh, yeah. Travis, Laura, and Ryan decide to hunt down Silas and kill them. What yep. is Jedediah, Jedediah doing in this situation? Because he's dead in my playthrough. He's just chilling. He's not doing anything. He's like, oh, cool. okay. He's just yeah. like, uh, dope, cool. Yeah, He has no oh, screen okay. time. He's he's there when the werewolf comes about, but there's it's just Travis, uh, Laura, and, and Ryan. Jedediah, Jedediah doesn't have any kind of context. He doesn't chime in at all. Okay. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So before we we break and we'll yeah. do a little ad and we'll do the music and we're going to chapter ten. But before we do that, yeah, you do uh, the fortune teller scene yeah. because I did not have any of this. Yeah. So we'll just run, run through it Very quickly here. Very intensive scene. Yeah. Uh, the lady that has been talking to us through the entire game, we put two and two together that she's the hag of Hackett's Quarry. Like, she's the mm-hmm. one that everyone has been talking mm-hmm. about. And she's very angry and upset that you found the Hierophant and this this card. And it kind of cuts to her, uh, I almost said disco ball, her, like, a little ball, her, what is it called? crystal ball crystal ball i don't know i couldn't think of that it goes to her crystal ball and we get some context on the origins of silas so we learn that silas is her son the whole story the hag of hackett's quarry is angry because she lost her son that was this situation the hag is this individual and the son was silas who was the original werewolf you know there was the dog boy silas the dog boy yeah there was all we've seen so many posters and you know 
of, of a circus or, or a carnival and a lot of things that alluded to that. And that's kind of what it seemed like, that he was kind of a show. He was this this dog boy, half boy, half animal, and that he would be shown off to the public. Clearly, in all these instances that we've seen in any kind of film or anything, people get scared. People don't think these things should be alive and try to kill them, which is kind of what this situation entailed. It shows the the woman, the hag, of, what is her name? Her name is uh, Eliza. Eliza. Yeah, Eliza going and all of the uh, cages and everything is on fire and everything's slowly burning. And I don't even know if it's the that like, oh, it shouldn't exist because it's just the sun. And it seems like the other young boys like it seems like they did it just to to be assholes almost I, like, could be too. there was no there was no allusion to the fact that they were like this is some monster and right. like the whole hackett family was like we need to burn down it was just more like <laughs> bro like let's fucking this kill this so kid what if i told yeah. you that that is not the case at all and the empress card i got in chapter 10 reveals what really happened and what oh. started the fire at. oh my god is it a, is it a gay love story does no. caleb want to have sex with silas and they are rolling around in the hay and he burns to death it's not a gay love That'd story that would be amazing um fuck okay. so in your story the fire has happened at eliza's uh carnival attraction whatever you want to call it right she um, she also thinks that her son is dead because there is a charred body on the floor and as she goes up to it she sees that there's a sheriff badge a charred sheriff badge on this individual she realizes yeah. that it's not her son and that she pours the blood from the little canister puts it on her face and walks into the forest saying silas silas trying to call for him so she's going and looking for silas clearly he escaped and he was alive okay because there's a situation in here where um eliza can die there's a QTE that if you fuck the QTE up, um, Eliza is impaled. Um, but apparently, if you do the QTE, she dodges the pole, and then she finds the charge Sarah badge that you was on about. Was she, that a QTE? It wasn't a QTE for us. She, she just dodged she, the I pole. I think she just like backs up. Yeah, oh, there was a QTE says, for us. It says here that like a, a propane canister fires a large metal pole into the air. It flies towards Eliza, no, meaning I, you have to quickly do the QTE right to dodge out of the way. Yeah, there was I mean, no... that definitely happens. I don't remember a QTE happening. She literally just like, like so the pole like... comes in the air, we see it hurtling towards her, and she just steps backwards and it misses her. I'm confused a little bit with this because um, I, I assumed that Eliza is dead. That was my kind of oh. thing. As, as the hag of Hackett's Quarry, she's dead and mm. is... Um, you know, haunting the grounds because of what happened to Silas. No, she alive. Because this was only six years ago. So, yeah. I mean, she's I know, I know she's even though she looks like she's from eighteen seventy four. Yeah. It's like they're like six I know, years I know ago. she's like, what the fuck? I know she's older, but the the fire was six years ago. Um, yeah, and this is why she hates the Hackets, and the whole time she's uh, basically egging us on to kill the Hackets, and she was pissed off at me in my playthrough because I hadn't killed enough of the Hackets. She was, yeah. um, uh, she was not pissed off. She was like, "You've killed some of them, but there's more that you can do." And she right. wanted me to kill Travis and Bobby, um, and basically finish off the family. Right. We're just doing the bidding of the Hag of Hag's Corey at this point. Lord's yes. work. And it says here that she uh, oh, begs you to change paths and help Silas escape. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's the the little cutscene that we get with the Hierophant leading into Chapter Ten. Do you want me to tell you the Empress cutscene now, 
Or yeah, do you mine, want to mine as well. If it's a good context okay. of the story. Um, so you get the Empress card, and it explains about um, about Eliza. So this was when I learned that she was the Hag of Hackett's Quarry, and that mm. um, the fortune teller is Eliza. I took a picture mm. of what it says. It says Eliza was killed in the fire that broke out at her traveling show six years ago. Her ghost oh. roams the woods of Hackett's Quarry ever since, and she's been determined to get revenge on the Hackett family for what they did to her. Her tarot cards, once lost in the blaze, have allowed her to guide you through the night, though her motives may not have been as transparent as first thought. So that was the mm. clue that I got when I found it. And um, it's not like a forced cutscene or anything like that, but it wait was it no i didn't get a cutscene from the the cutscene i got from the empress was a really fucking weird one where it's just like ryan looking into a cage um which we later work out is silas's cage did you guys find the white wolf we found it but a very different we'll have to get to that because it's it's very interesting okay um okay interesting but yeah so i i didn't have any of that i just i had context clues from um what happened there wait hang on wait so travis didn't explain to you because travis knows what happened travis knows why the fire started and it wasn't it wasn't an angry mob now he doesn't tell us any of that um okay just because we're talking about it now i'll explain it now but it comes up in chapter 10 so essentially what happened is um kaylee felt bad for silas because silas was like this sideshow attraction and she wanted silas to escape and be free she didn't want him trapped in this sideshow attraction so she has caleb cause um cause a distraction while she uh no she causes she causes a distraction while caleb is with silas the wolf boy the dog boy whatever they call him Kaylee sets fire to a bunch of hay that is at the back of the attraction. And unbeknownst to her, she isn't familiar with sort of hay and stuff. And Travis is like, I don't know if you've ever seen hay go up, but it goes up fast. And so essentially, uh, she caused the fire. She started the fire as a distraction so Caleb could break Silas. So it wasn't, free even, from the it wasn't even malicious intent. It was a rescue t- attempt. It was a rescue that's, attempt. That's Caleb, Caleb manages to break right. Silas free of his cage. Imagine gets bitten by... Silas bites Silas. Caleb, and then the fire basically engulfs the sideshow attraction and kills Eliza. Mm-hmm. And Eliza assumes that her son is dead and blames the Hackett family, which is why she's been haunting the woods. She's trying to find her son mm-hmm. and hates the Hackett's because she knows that Kaylee is the one who started the fire that's fascinating yeah so it was they were just trying to help him out and then silas mm-hmm. bit caleb caleb bit the entire family and then that's how we got to the situation we are at now yeah ha- C- caleb bit uh chris Kaylee and chris. chris then beat no so chris Hack- caleb bit chris chris bit Kaylee. yeah and that's that kind of cycle and travis reveals that every month for six years him, trying to find them. him yeah. Bobby, and Jedediah have been out in the woods trying to find Silas so they can kill Silas and stop the curse. That's wild. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, we didn't, which is weird because we end that game without any of the context. 
dope. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah. So as far yeah. as you you thought it was like a like a mob who were trying. Yeah, to... I thought they they killed him because he was some monster. He was a half boy, half half dog. So they're like, yeah, kill this, oh. kill this monster. He's not. He's not dead. He's still alive. Right. Yeah, but like, oh, well, you, you thought it was like an attempted assassination, right? I'm with right. you. Because he, he, they tried to burn him with the fire, but then Silas escaped. Right, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. God, interesting. that's crazy. That's yeah, wild. Not dead um, yet. Hmm? Yeah. Totally not in an attempt to make this segue. Let's do music, and then we will play ad break. And then yeah. after ad break, we will come back with chapter 10. See you in to chapter 10 we are now playing as in our situations because it could be different depending on what you choose but we're playing as max currently which we definitely threw us off we're like oh we get to play as max that's uh interesting but he's cured now yeah he's cured i now. feel like we can i feel like we can completely jump through this situation because nothing fucking happens yeah, yeah so the, uh, he's, he just walks around the island that he's in he wears emma's clothes which is hilarious and it's funny to see uh and at the end you get to the dock and you can either choose to swim to the other island because he's curious about laura and where laura is at and everything or you can stay on the island and wait for her we decide to stay on the island and wait for her we're just like laura knows where we are we know she's gonna meet us here let's just wait at the island for her and that's that makes the most <laughs> sense I swam to shore and was immediately ripped apart by Caleb. <laughs> you was he on the other side? Wow. On the other side? So I I swam from because it's not far. Like you see from the dock where you are to uh, where Jacob and Emma were chapters or whatever, it's not far. So I was like, I'll swim there because I was like, what are the chances of Caleb? being right fucking there like there's a massive 100 percent, yeah massive camp <laughs> so i swam there you literally climb up he like struggles to climb up and as soon as all of him is on the dock caleb jumps on him and bites him in the side and like rips a massive chunk out the side of him and he dies yeah. oh, well here's the other thing on the island no one can get to you because werewolves can't cross water yeah, yeah so we're like that's the safest H- place I also <laughs> Yeah, also, Laura knows exactly where Max is. Yeah. So if Max leaves, she's not going to know. And so it's like a no-brainer. She's like, it's exactly where he is. He's safe. He can't get attacked by any werewolves. He has near, like, you know, oh. perfect immunity to everything going on. It's a really nice section where if um, if Laura either killed Travis or if Ryan dies, um, Laura is swimming, is uh, rowing out on a boat towards the island to meet max and there's a reunion between max and laura oh that's adorable um which i didn't get um yeah, no, we didn't I, get instead I, I got mauled oh yeah because you chose to team up with travis yeah yeah uh after this i apologize but i uh, i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat breakfast no eat away yeah, buddy cool. this is we are a just, chill just podcast now. here okay cool <laughs> so after this we cut to dylan and caitlin in the lodge kind of preparing for this assault you know they have they have escaped from caleb at this moment 
but they assume that Caleb is going to be chasing them down and be following them towards the lodge. So you could walk around oh as Caitlyn in why here. Did not, why did I not put together that the fucking... At the time I was playing, I did not put together the fact that the werewolf in the scrapyard was Caleb. Yeah, that's what we came to realize, because there was no other werewolf. We killed Chris, we killed Nick. At that point, we had no other werewolves besides... We didn't know about Lily Silas yet. We, Silas. we hadn't Silas killed White Chris. Werewolf. We hadn't killed Chris at the time of the scrapyard. We killed him mm. afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. We just assumed that this was a, another werewolf and the, it would be the brother or something. We're like, clearly they're right. both werewolves, so this must just be the brother. Um, yeah, so in here, you're walking around as Caitlin and Dylan. There's a couple of things that you can find and see. You find out... I mean, we knew Bobby's name the entire time, but they find mm -hmm. like a chain, a military chain that has Bobby's name on it, that he was a hackett. Um, but ultimately, you're trying... I think you'd find a, a tarot card in here as well. But... Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you're going up to the top of the stairs to kind of prepare for this assault, this attack. When you go up to the top, uh, kind of right in front of where the chimney is, that's where it will start to happen. Oh, I did not even see this. Very small, like all of the other clues are pointless, but uh -huh. if you go up to the top floor, like there's top floor of this house, but it's like mm -hmm. split into sides. There's like a north side and a south side. If you go to the south side there is a classroom with a whiteboard and a sheep with a pair of wings and a halo and it says r.i.p ian and apparently that's ian the sheep who is the mascot of hackett's quarry who died mysteriously before the kids could come to the camp before they arrived at camp ian is the collar the collar that we found um in the basement at the, at the very beginning at the very right? very beginning and when laura max laura max and um yeah. there is another context clue that reveals that that is chris chris ate the sheep when he was in the basement and it was chris that attacked max in the uh mm -hmm. in the beginning which is why max is now turned back um gotcha. but yes now we are um yeah i mean oh, as you... you can you can find evidence apparently there's a trail camera evidence you you can mm. find interesting uh, yeah, but as Caitlin, if you decide that you're ready to kind of prepare for this attack, it'll cut to Jacob in our situation because Jacob is still alive. Um, and the only thing that really happens, and this was kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the episode, is Jacob is just kind of sitting in the forest crying because of this entire situation. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Somebody help me. He's like, if I just didn't take the, the part out of the car, we could have been safe. And he's could, for, for the first time admitting that this is probably his fault, that he, that all of them are stuck <laughs> probably. here. <laughs> well, in his, probably. Oh, I know. But in his mind, he's like, I guess I was the one that, that did this. And I, I'm the one who had everybody come here. Um, right. Okay. And that's our last interaction with Jacob. We just cuts after that and, and, that's the last we hear of Jacob. <laughs> you didn't have any interaction with... Oh, no. Emma is currently in the storm basement with... Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's and an this, option this where... is where that happens, too, where Emma turns and then kills Abigail. Yeah. There's a, an entire option where um, Emma can meet up with Jacob. Um, yeah. And they can basically... He can confess everything to her. And she's like, we're done. Like, I never want to fucking talk to you again. But then they end up spending their time together in the forest waiting for the sun to rise um Lame. i did not get any jacob finn my jacob is dead i went uh, straight to uh the attack that happens. Yeah. yeah your mic's a little like, crackly uh yeah so after you cut back in from the jacob scene 
we are now preparing for the attack with the the werewolf so it will literally burst out of the chimney that's right here just, just tears oh, through yes. the stone and climbs down and then it'll slowly start climbing up the stairs you can choose as caitlin to run or to wait why uh, would we, you wait <laughs> we decided to because i was gonna shoot this i was like i shot chris in the head and killed him immediately like i could do the same thing with caleb so, like, so okay i i will before you do that because i'm assuming you had a completely different pin to me i ran and the reason right. i ran is because i know caitlin has no silver bullets mm -hmm. i know obviously laura's weapon was different she had a silver bullet that's why chris was killed i knew that i had no silver bullets so i ran i was like i could wait and shoot this fin but it's not going to do anything so yeah. how did your how did your wait play out so we waited and the creature climbs to the very top it stands up and then lunges towards us you get a qte and you shoot it in the shoulder which gives mm -hmm. them a little which then gives them a chance to run away so it's kind of, it's not dead because you're right we don't have silver bullets but it is stunned and then uh caitlin and dylan run to the next room Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, there yeah. is an entire fin where if you miss that shot, Caitlin dies and, and gets killed by Caleb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the whole thing where Abby's here too. Abby's dead, unfortunately. Uh... Yeah, there, there's a there's a fin. That, so um, because you can find the silver shells mm -hmm. um, in the storm basement. Right. Um, in, and it... that... Go on. Oh, I was gonna say in this instance, because yeah, we did we didn't get any of that. We run into a room, and again, there's multiple instances where you can choose to keep running or to hide. And Dylan was ahead of us and ran into one room, but then as Caitlin, we ran upstairs. So we have now split from Dylan, and both of us are individual. And Caleb chases Caitlin up the stairs. When you get to the very top of the stairs, you can again choose to hide, or you could choose to go out the window. We chose mm -hmm. to go out the window. So you go out the window yep. and Caleb will follow you out there. And I thought she was just going to like jump through the window and then crash and run away. But she kind of slides onto the, the roof and then back in through a, a different window. Um, yep. And then eventually sees them both. And then she gets to the kitchen. So as you're right. running through away from the werewolf, you get to the kitchen and you have to do kind of a holding your breath QTE. Um and this is this is where something interesting happened for us. As you're hiding from the werewolf, you have another choice. You can either it says run or freezer. And I was like, what should we do in this situation? If we run, I feel like this thing is going to chase us and we're going to get killed. Maybe if we go in the freezer, we can hide out until it's gone. We chose to go in the freezer, which ultimately locks Caitlin in the freezer, which ultimately leads to her death. <laughs> okay. So I did the exact same thing. Oh, cool. I, I did the same process as you went through the window, went back in. In mine, Dylan had reunited with me and Dylan was in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So um, you're back to back with Dylan and Caleb comes in through the door and you have the choice. Like you said, you either run or go in the freezer. Um, mm -hmm. Now I went in the freezer. I The reason I went in the freezer, Ellie laughed at me when I told her what happened. Um but the reason that i did that is because i've worked in freezers like through the stupid amount of jobs that i've had freezer and freezers freeze yeah freezers okay. in the real life always have a emergency exit from the inside so that should you ever get locked in there you can escape um this one has a handle 
but it seems that the handle is like not opening counterpoint this is a sketchy ass low-funded camp in a quarry yeah uh run by a bunch of fucking inbred weirdos so like who knows yeah. how long that at my time in my head i was like there's gonna be an emergency exit i also thought dylan was gonna come with me um That's what I not... people. he went to another room too <laughs> we, locked him outside. we lock him out and we're like yeah. sorry um and we leave him in there i don't know what happened to dylan because i did not see dylan for the rest of my playthrough yeah interesting um and he wasn't in the credits so oh. uh oh yeah yeah I, I don't well i don't know what happened dylan just disappeared off the face I of the earth what happened to your dylan happened to ours. is what happened to our dylan because he's fine and we'll get there. yeah um so this after this next section so we do all of that this oddly enough and i'll we'll go through our experience first because it ends very quickly because we didn't do any of the stuff that you said you did so in ours after this it cuts to ryan um, laura and travis driving in the car heading to try to find silas as they like going through here travis will kind of allude that he knows what was going on he'll talk about you know caleb being the or silas being the original werewolf and biden the family and that thing that you had told us before him and his family every year for like months for the last six years have been trying to hunt down silas um then out of nowhere silas jumps onto the top of the car so which then shakes everybody around knocks out ryan knocks out travis Tra and, and Laura, you get to decide what to do. So we decide to grab the steering wheel. Is it grab the gun or grab the steering wheel? So we grab the steering wheel to stop the car from rearing off the road and or driving around. And Travis comes to after that, grabbing the wheel. It then does a QTE of where we can grab the emergency brake, which I imagine would launch Silas off of the car. Uh, we did not pass that uh qte and failed it which then it, was, it wasn't we okay <laughs> well i wanted i didn't want to like say it was all your fault i wanted we're a group here uh yes kai failed this qte and then silas punches i swear through. to god i did it correctly yeah. i don't know how yeah. yeah he punches through the roof of the car and then you have another rips Travis's well you have another qte to grab the shotgun which yeah. that one failed too. Then Silas grabs Travis's head and rips his head off, which then flips the car. The car crashes and tumbles a couple times, then launches Laura out of the car, and Laura's laying on the floor, still half alive. And then Silas is standing over Laura. Laura turns. It's another quick time event. You pass that one. Laura grabs a shotgun, shoots Silas in the head. Silas dies. Credits. That is a whack ass ending. That is how our game ended. Yeah. That is an extremely is really sad. Weird. I'm not going to go through all of this stuff here that happens, but there's an entire section where um, basically with Abby, had you gone up the ladder, she makes it into Chris's office. Of course she does. And if you found the silver shells in the storm shelter, you make it into the office with the silver shells. You can give those to Caitlin should Caitlin find MR. Uh, find abigail who's been knocking on the door of off of the office you mm. put those into the shotgun shell you can then shoot caleb with that um mm. now silver shell whatever and kill him there's a whole section where um like everything happens if you didn't find the shells but you did make it alive i apologize for the microphone um so it says here that um if you choose to run, if Caitlyn isn't infected and you opt to run, Caleb instantly grabs Caitlyn 
killing her. If you hide in the freezer and Dylan isn't infected, Caitlin will get trapped, freezing to death after the chapter concludes. Mm. Both solutions will also kill Dylan if he isn't infected. Oh, interesting. Sorry, Dylan's fine. So your Dylan must have been infected? He never got bitten. Yeah, you chopped the arm off. Well, I mean, yeah, you chopped the arm off, but he was never infected. He would have turned by now. It's been so much time has passed. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. Um, okay. So, yeah, so, so let us walk us through what happened in your playthrough, because ours is done at this point. That's how our game ended. <laughs> so similar situation. Uh, Silas is on top of the car. I pull the emergency handle, right? Emergency brake. We pull it, stops. He gets flung off. We then okay, no need to flex. We then <laughs> we then uh, choose to run Silas over. Oh, so okay. we run him over with the car, but lo and behold, we look back. Silas is not there. Travis oh. gets out of the car, and he's like, you know, oh, I've got blood. There's blood on the floor. We follow the blood. We follow it into the woods. We find the ruins of. Eliza's sideshow. This is the situation oh. where Travis explains about how Kaylee started the fire and all of that situation, and now we get that lore dump. We then walk up to uh, the ruins, and now the hag starts coming out of here. Hag is whispering in Laura's ear because you're controlling Laura at this point. She's like, Don't do it, don't do it, turn around. And she is basically encouraging us and starts screaming at us not to shoot her son. Interesting. Um, we walk up and there is Silas's old cage and Silas is like in the fetal position on his side laying down on the floor seemingly recovering from what just happened and from being run over. Is he still werewolf, right? Still werewolf. It's still oh. nighttime at this point. Okay. Um, and I shot him. I shot him, a massive hole appears in him, he dies, and now um, now it's essentially over. That is it. It's done. The no. hag gets very angry and screams, and um, we, we now have ended the curse. That is it. Interesting. That, that's it. Yeah. That's... Roll. that's wild. So there isn't like a Big amount of stuff. I mean, like you said, you get that lore dump that we missed, which that context would have helped because now we realize that the Hackett family was not bad at, at all. Like they, like they had no malicious intent when it came to Silas until he was bitten, biting everybody. And now it's like, okay, well, now we have to kill Silas because he, that's the only way for us to end the curse is to kill that werewolf, which will then free everyone else from the werewolf curse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so I have our, our characters here and all of their deaths. So Laura... She died in that car accident right before she shot Silas. Travis, head ripped off uh, from Silas in the car. Ryan also died in the car accident with both of them. Uh, Abigail died because she was attacked by Emma, werewolf. Caitlin, Mm -hmm. dead. She froze to death in the freezer. Uh, Max is alive. He's still waiting for Laura at at the island there. Jacob is also alive in the forest waiting for morning to come around. Uh, Dylan is also alive. He hid in one of the rooms, and by the time we, we killed Silas, which turned Caleb back to normal. So Dylan mm-hmm. is alive. Uh, Emma's also alive, now free from her werewolf curse. Uh, and Nick was dead, shot by Laura. 
So the only people that survived were Jacob, Dylan, and Emma and Max. Cool. Okay. Um, for me, I'm responsible for four of those deaths. <laughs> you're responsible for two of those deaths. Uh, for me, not good odds. I had a whole thing like we like Constance died, Jedediah died. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, it ran through them too. But I only wrote down the yeah, um, So I, Caitlin died in a freezer. Max died on the shore. Jacob died yeah. by Nick. Nick was alive in my playthrough. Um, Laura and Ryan survived. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Uh, I don't know what happened to Dylan. The game didn't tell me. It's so weird. I don't know what happened to Emma. The game didn't tell me. I'm assuming he's alive. Yeah. Because you had a very similar situation to yeah. us. And I feel well, so like... it says in the walkthrough that if he, if Dylan isn't infected and if Caitlin hides in a freezer, then Caleb kills Dylan. I, I mean, and it doesn't even tell us that he survives because, I mean, it was my own head cannon. In my head, the timeline went, you know, Caleb was still walking around the ha- the lodge looking for Dylan. We kill Silas. Caleb turns back to normal. That's how Dylan well, survives. This is where I get a little bit confused because um, I don't... I guess, yeah, Emma would still be alive. I was trying to work out the timeline of us yeah. killing Chris. And then, obviously, in your playthrough, I was like, well, hang on. That doesn't make sense because... In I just need to double check because I swear you kill Chris, you kill Chris, blah blah blah. Oh no, okay, right. I was trying to work out. Wait, Abigail died in chapter ten of your playthrough. Yeah, killed by Emma. Yes. Right. This is what confuses me because if you follow the story the way it's set out, because each of the new cutscenes comes with a time and blah 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 so i would need to look at the time to be 100 percent sure of this but the way it plays out seems that you kill chris hackett and then after chris hackett's dead emma kills abigail Hmm. unless she didn't get bit by chris Mm -hmm. and she got bit by caleb because then she would still be a werewolf if she got bit by caleb because we don't know who she got bit with in the forest. She, it, a random werewolf bit our foot. It could have been Caleb. True. It can't have been Chris because Chris point. was tied up. So it must have been Caleb. It must have been Caleb. Caleb was, yeah, because Chris yeah. was the one that was hanging that they had caught. So it was Caleb that bit Emma, which would, she wouldn't have turned back at all until Silas right, that, that was killed. That would be killed. why, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that was what was yeah. confusing me. Because in my head, I was like, it's not making sense. But yeah, if, if yeah. Chris is tied up in the fucking, in the attic, then it must be Caleb. Yeah. Because I thought maybe it was Nick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for us, Nick is dead. Yeah, but Nick wasn't dead when Emma got bitten. Yeah, he died in chapter 7 when we shot him. Yeah, but he got we, bitten in we... chapter 6. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right, you're right. But I, it would make sense anyway. It would make sense if it was yeah. Caleb that had bit Emma, and that's why right. Emma turned, even though Chris had been shot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's I'm not it. Go through all of the outcomes. There's a whole bunch of yeah. shit that can happen. There's 189 outcomes, people. I'm. Yeah. I'm not going for it. Yeah. But we did it, guys. We we went through the Corey. Um, we Corey probably didn't end the way we thought it was. We have three characters out of the eight that survived. <laughs> so I mean, I guess that's good. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get into how we felt about the game. I was gonna make a joke and say, "Could you go?" 
Ben, tell us how you how you felt about the game. Um. Okay. Recording so I'll, I'll try and keep it short. Um. Yeah, succinct as possible. I would. I would say for the most part, I enjoyed my time with the quarry. Yeah. I liked the plot. Um. Some of it is a bit derivative. The whole. Oh, Chris isn't the end of the curse. Like nobody saw that fucking coming. Um. I. I take issue with a lot of my choices that I made and the results that came from them because I don't feel that it was always necessarily 100% clear the implications of what you were choosing. You know, you only have like four words to describe the option that you're picking. And so you don't fully have all of the information and you make a decision and you're like, well, that's not how I thought that was going to play out. Um. You can, I can kind of look past most of that, but there are so many fucking issues with this PC port. Like, there, even to this point, like, I updated it recently when the Wolfpack mode came out, um, and there's not as much, I'll give you that, not as much, but there's still audio problems, lines being said when they're not meant to be said, dropped frames for no reason, and I mean, I'm playing on the lowest setting, so realistically there shouldn't be any of that like the pc can handle it at the lowest setting i'm not the only one there's loads of people complaining about it i still have this massive issue with emma in my playthrough and how she turned even though she wasn't bitten i i still in my heart i'm like she should not have fucking turned I don't know what happened. I don't remember her being bit. I don't know if I overlooked something, but there are other people who have had the same experience who are adamant she didn't get bit and she turned. That left a really, really shitty taste in my mouth. Um, despite that, I have really enjoyed the quarry. I would recommend it. I'd say go and buy it. I think literally today when we were recording this, Kai put a fin in to say it was like a third off or something um which is crazy which always happens to us by the way <laughs> yeah it happened so many times um but yeah i would recommend it i i would not recommend the pc port i would say go and play one of the console versions and i'm not gonna lie i i will come back to this at some point i think i i think it would be interesting to come back to it um maybe as like a co-op mode i probably won't play it on my own but like a co-op mode i think more likely than not i'll do the movie mode i feel like if i have people over do the movie mode kind of have a general consensus of how we want each character to act and then just watch it play out uh we did unlock a very cool feature which is like a death rewind or something you get three of them the next time you play you get three death rewinds and you can use it at any time to reverse a decision you made that killed somebody and you only get free for your entire walkthrough, which is a nice little feature. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like throughout the series, it's been clear how mixed my opinion is about the game. I enjoyed the game yeah. as a whole, but there are issues. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of them stemmed from technical PC issues, which is which is unfortunate. So, I mean, yeah, if you're going to play it, then I would definitely recommend doing it on one of the console versions. But um no i really enjoyed the quarry i honestly think after playing it now that 
out of the ones I've played, because I haven't played all of them, but it's my favorite Supermassive game. I think I liked it better than Until Dawn because, you know, Until Dawn established kind of what this was, and then Man of Dawn introduced the cool co-op thing, and I think that the quarry was a great combination of both. I didn't really was invested to the story and narrative of, of Man of Dawn, but the quarry brought back a more interesting narrative that I felt was closely aligned to Until Dawn and also incorporated that co-op mentality that you can do couch co-op and have each of your friends, you know, control a character. Which is super cool. Again, I haven't mm-hmm. played preface that I haven't played any of the other ones, so I don't know how like uh, Little Hope or um, what's the other one, Ashes, House of, Ash- uh, House of, of Ashes. Ashes. Yeah, I don't know how those go, but as far as the ones I've played, I've really enjoyed the quarry. I thought the the story was interesting and just like enough of the campy horror to be entertaining and incredibly stressful at the same time. I thought that. All the characters were believable. I know we had talked about a little bit that some people had issues with like Ryan and his delivery. I thought it was great. I think everybody did a good job with the delivery of the lines. The writing for some of the characters was a little off. Like I said, some things that Emma says is just like, uh, okay, okay, whatever. Uh, Dylan is still best boy. He's my favorite character towards the end and he survived. So unfortunately we won't have the romantic outcome with Ryan that we thought we were going to have. But at least one pair, one person from our power couple survived, and that's all I really care about. Devastating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, we didn't have any issues with with the game. I think mechanically it works perfectly fine. It was fluid. It was smooth. It'd be really cool to check out the other modes, like the movie mode, or even do couch co op with more than two people. That would be really cool to kind of see how that works out. And like I said this game and this narrative was interesting enough where like i said kai and my significant others at some point were like we're watching this and you guys can't play this without us because we want to know what happens in the story and everything which which is cool it is cool that they got involved in the story like that too we're gonna chime in i i know i was just gonna chime in because what i heard was kai and my significant others (laughs) which would mean that you have multiple significant others (laughs) Which is hilarious to me. All of mine. Me and my harem of women of... very much enjoyed the quarry. <laughs> all my 16 host. women on the couch all playing the quarry over here. Uh, Are you just R. Kelly? Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a, a interesting enough story to bring in people that normally don't follow narratives in games. And the aspect of it being interactive and like chiming in on choices that you can make, I think, was really fun for just... Even if you don't want to play this and if this is not something that you want to play... Like watch someone else play it or get involved and like chime in with decisions. Like that's it, it's set up that way where it's um it's accessible for anybody that wants to come into it. So I enjoyed the quarry. I definitely recommend it. I think it's fine the the price it is. Buy it, but don't just buy it on PC, buy it on Yeah, console. do not buy it on PC. I'd also just want to before Kai jumps in, I will be playing the next one. They're doing the finale of the Dark Pictures anthology. I saw uh, that, season yeah. one. It's called The Devil in Me. And mm, this is so much up my alley. It follows a group of documentary makers who are um, exploring a modern-day replica of the murder castle that H.H. Holmes built, which, if anyone knows true crime, is fucking amazing. That's very famous. Yep. Um, I'm super pumped for that. That actually sounds really cool. That kind of whole setting is is right up my alley. But Kai, do let us know how you felt. Diagonally. Yeah. I had rather mixed feelings about the quarry in its entirety. I think werewolves are kind of overdone as a theme and 
it did approach it in an interesting way, but it was almost cliched. And I know that's kind of the point of these games that they approach this way is to be like the cliche 1980s horror film, which I think overall worked for the story. There were definitely some characters that I feel they kind of forgot to flesh out a little bit because they just assumed people would lose them early. Or Jacob. They, yeah, they didn't really know how to fit them into the story very well. And so they were like, oh, okay, well, we'll just use this as the inciting incident and then just kind of, you know, put them in a cage. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, overall, I had an incredibly enjoyable experience. I mean, the moments when it was good, it was really fucking That's good. Scrapyard and the moments when it was bad, yeah. it was really, really bad. Like, the scenes in which they fall into water and the water animations play is just ridiculous. There's this moment when they're falling through the floor into the kitchen, as we say in the Hackett household, and the pieces of board that shoot up are pretty much the same water animation, just brown. It's just like, why? Why couldn't you have tried a little bit harder to make this not look terrible? Um, But yeah, I think it's incredible that they're able to develop a game with so many different intricate endings and so many ways to approach it and that really increases the replayability factor um this game is super cinematic Mm -hmm. um and if you're not i think going through it again you'd play through it faster because you kind of know what to expect i think the initial time through there's a lot of like existential like oh god what's gonna happen (laughs) pausing in our situation to make sure i find this yeah and I'd be interested to see what choices you have to make to try to keep everyone alive mm-hmm. um, because there's so many things that seem logical to keep people alive that turn out to be very <sighs> illogical in keeping people it's alive. Like, ladder. I mean, the, the freezer is a perfect example. I mean, I think it's hilarious that, you know, Caitlin freezes to death in a, in a giant freezer. I think that's funny. That's I, I just, it's like, oh, that's now, not... Though. Yeah, I mean, it's not what you'd expect as far as the outcome goes for that section. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this game. I really enjoy games like mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's obviously very story-heavy, very character-heavy. It's not super mechanically difficult other than, you know, I don't know if it's me or if it's the game in those sections in which it, you know, fucked up. Either way, it's frustrating because yeah. it's like, well, I thought I did the right thing. Um, and that directly affects your story outcome as far as who lives and who dies right. and that sucks especially at the end of this game when you've kept so many people alive and you're just like oh i just lost four people back to back to back so that feels good um yeah i'm excited to see what supermassive will do next mm-hmm. i think for people who you know like we recommend who this is for um i think this game lends itself really well to couch co-op play yeah, yeah. or i don't know if you can do online co-op i assume you no, can you can, now. yeah yeah so like play yeah, it's it's kind of like the it takes two, uh, you know, effect or the what was the jailbreak one? The oh, way, uh, way out. Uh, yeah, where it's like it's almost a better experience playing with someone because you can Absolutely. also like validate decisions where you can go, okay, it's like, am I crazy or am I gonna shoot this motherfucker in the face right now? And you're like, yeah, mm. we gotta we gotta take charge. Yeah. And like that that conversation that's happening is like harder than fun. Absolutely. Doing it alone and only having the self dialogue of like trying to validate decisions, I could feel to be like get kind of boring after time just stress call out call up in men. loner uh no but like i think i think that will increase the enjoyability yeah, of the game uh and, and it will also like forgive a little bit of its faults because you're having a yeah. good time playing with someone else where you're not too concerned yeah. and i mean the console version runs perfectly yeah, ps5 right i mean we gave it the best chance we have ps5 it runs it runs incredibly well on ps5 there's no issues there was no glitches there's no nothing really went wrong for yeah. us um, and so there's no complaints as far as, you know, the technical 
uh, build of the game goes. But yeah, I think it's a great game if you're interested in these kind of games. If you played other super massive games, this is probably for you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, along the same lines. It's relatively short playthrough, interesting story. Um, you know, it's overall a good game. Yeah, I would love yeah, to really play nice, this with Ellie. Nice. Um, she's just very not into like suspense thrillers and stuff so yeah. this is not up her alley um i do want to say just two things quick like the movie mode they do have a everyone dies and everyone survives feature where it just automatically makes plays the out decisions. the game makes the decisions in the best way or worst way possible or you can mm-hmm. do that um choose your own and see what happens um right. and i just i think when it comes to supermassive I feel like with the quarry, they've hit whatever it is they're going for in terms yeah. of the formula of their games. Absolutely. I just, I, I want them to do something that's like so fucking out of the box now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got your formula down, and like, I love campy slasher films. Like, you know, the, the setting of the quarry is brilliant. The set of Until Dawn's brilliant. I want to see something that is completely fucking new that right. hasn't been done before. Let's get weird. Do something crazy, yeah. Supermassive. You have, like I said, you've honed that formula. Let's let's get, let's get go crazy. Yeah. I mean, Man of Madon was pretty fucking weird. Man of Madon was, was not weird. like the Man whole of scuba diving thing. Yeah, and I mean, I won't I won't spoil the the reason the culprit of everything that happens in Man of Madon, mm-hmm. but the yeah. it was a lot less predictable than um oh, Chris Hackett wasn't the original werewolf. Right. Mhm. Yeah, I think part of the predictability like was part of their trope too, with like the the setting and the theme they were going with. It's like, oh yeah, yeah it's not this guy; it's another bad guy that you've never heard of until just now. Well, I mean, I we mean, have it like Silas. how fucking messed up would it have been if like Chris had bit some people and Caleb a bit other people? So when you killed Chris, it's like, oh cool, Summers, but Nick is still a werewolf because he was bit by Caleb and like yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I'm really yeah. fucking stoked for the H H Holmes one. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll be excited. I'm excited to see where that goes and how that plays out. But that was it, guys. That's the Corey. We finished it up. We wrapped it up to the end here. Uh, but before we get into our recommended section, Kai, what is what are you playing next time? What's our interstitial going to be? Let the people know. I've decided our interstitial is strange. We had no idea. Oh, it's a change. It's a twist plot and. I'm going to be honest, when you said you remembered last week, I did not remember what I said, but Stray came out and saved me. And so here we're playing Stray. Was there a different game? I was not aware of this. BTS, right? Um, I'm fucking pumped to play Stray, by the way. I literally said pre-record and I'm going to play it after Guardians, but now I'll play it now. Um, So I, when I chose my interstitial, right, the choice was Kirby's Dream Course or Urumangi Generation. Which is a uh, ph- photography-based game oh, where you go around yeah, and take pictures that. of like a cyberpunk city. Uh, looked fucking oh, brilliant. Yeah. I couldn't choose between the two. I ended up choosing Kirby. I told Kai this off recording while you were busy doing something, Jared. And Kai was like, "Oh yeah, sweet. That's my interstitial." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I do remember that conversation. So I do, I would have never remembered that game, but I do remember um, that conversation. But I, I would just say, that if you're into photography, I will play you Romangi at some point. Um, in May. yeah, we'll, we can do an interstitial. One day, it may be a future interstitial, we'll or I'll play it on my uh, own. But I want to play yeah. it. And Stray is relatively short. I think it's like four or five hours long. So 
yeah, that's exciting. This is and free for PlayStation. Yeah, Plus. exactly. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm interested to see how I'm gonna be playing Stray because uh, the cat from Stray looks like the cat that we just lost. So that's gonna be oh. interesting. And yeah. he was a Stray <laughs> as well, which kind of he looks exactly like my cat Marmalade, and my cat Marmalade was a Stray that we took in. So. This may be an emotional episode that we didn't intend to happen. Yeah, un- uh, in this unintentionally stream. emotional for Ben, but I was. I that's on me. <laughs> no, I was. I was going to be playing this game uh, regardless. regardless. In the next couple yeah. of days, I was going to start it. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, guys, like Kai said, Stray. If you have PS Plus, it is free for PlayStation Plus users. Go pick it up. I don't know the price of Stray. I think it's the price. The twice. The twice. <laughs> um, while while uh, Jared is maybe looking up the price, I don't know what he's doing. I'll also say no. that um, there is the option to get a free seven day trial of the mid tier PlayStation Plus. So if you want to get the free trial and steam through, yeah, I think it's like five or six hours. If you want to steam through it in a week, then uh, it is twenty nine. Yeah, it was right. It is also an Annapurna game. Hey, shocker! Like Kai recommended it. Annapurna. We don't have store. tropes. We don't have yeah. tropes at this podcast. Nintendo, emotional indie, Annapurna. That's really all <laughs> that we play through. Uh, you can get the entire interactive collection bundle from Annapurna for only three hundred ninety-one dollars. Hey, there you go. A deal and a steal. Uh, I mean, if you just take twelve minutes out of that, then it'd probably be the perfect bundle. Hey, probably <laughs> this is an experience. It's is I, it was, I that, okay. that, like getting a prostate. That game still needed to experience. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's exactly like a prostate explant. Yeah, like you, you something that you should go through that you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, oh, that was uncomfortable for longer than yeah, I, I thought feel it was violated, and I don't know if I enjoyed my time. That's actually a good representation of of how that game went. But now we're going to get into our recommended section. And I had said last week that we we're going to recommend our favorite juices. It could either be brands. It could either be a juice in general, like a very broad juice. But uh, I guess I'll go first. A favorite juice. I w- Honestly. Didn't think about this. Absolutely before. not. No, I didn't. Uh, orange juice just hits different. I think orange juice is probably Whoa, some of the. Pulp or smooth? Oh, smooth. No pulp. Oh, I don't want to. Ch- I don't want to chew my chew my oh, orange you're juice. You're wrong. What? Pulp has to be present. Pulp. I'm fucking picking pulp out of my teeth for the rest of the day. There's no pulp that's necessary in there. I don't. You have the you have teeth with the largest gap <laughs> in the world. You have everything sticks in it's your true. teeth. Motherfucker will eat bread. And he's like, it's bread in my teeth. I'm like, how? My southern. All of a sudden, there's bread <laughs> in my teeth. Uh, okay, I, teeth I will. I will say person. that I don't dislike pulp like if i'm gonna be presented orange juice with a pulp yeah of course i'll drink orange juice with pulp but if i'm gonna go and purchase juice if you I'll the do, choice yeah. if i got the choice then i'll probably choose it without it and if there's something about it it's just so refreshing i was gonna go mm-hmm. apple juice but that felt what's happening are you in stranger things right now what is going on is vecna there like like i i don't control the lights okay <laughs> they're just flashing <laughs> i'm trying not to have an epileptic seizure over here so you just keep talking about your juice. uh Orange juice. Another. I'm trying to think of another one that I really enjoy. Um, surprisingly, I can't like drink a lot of it, but I like pineapple juice. Pineapple juice is really good. It is a little acidic, and if you drink too much of it, it feels like your tongue's gonna fall off. But I, I think it's a, bad it's juice. a <laughs> sleeper. Well, orange juice is a good juice choice. 
basic ass bitch juice choice. Not even pulled. He's gonna be like, oh, you gotta get the blackberry raspberry juice or whatever you drink. <laughs> yeah, Kai drinks blackberry juice that's hand picked by fair trade farmers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, are you done with your juice recommendations then? Yeah, that's all I. Hear. That's all I wow. have. Drink orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Sponsored by Big Orange Juice. Let me. I will go next. Um, I don't really. I don't have any brands or anything. But if you get to try, blueberry juice is really fucking good. I like blueberry juice. It's so nice. Um, I can't drink cranberry juice, but some brands do like cranberry and raspberry that takes the tang off of the cranberry. That's very oh. nice. Uh, I personally like pineapple juice. So I could drink that by the fucking gallon. I love it. I can't drink um, too much of it. It makes my mouth feel weird, but it's good. I um, love it. And like, I don't know. It sounds so weird, right? But like, there's a, I can't remember the brand, but there's a brand that do orange and carrot juice. And yeah. It's really, really Orange carrot juice nice. is good. You get the kind of tardy and the hardiness of the carrot with the sweetness of yeah. the orange juice. Yeah. Um. Just, just try crazy juices. Just, yeah. just, Oh, and I mean, we don't really have it as popular over here in the UK, but I'm, I'm assuming it's quite popular in the States. But like, just steel lemonade, like proper, like juiced oh, lemons yeah. with sugar. Yeah, it's not super popular in the UK. It's hard to find like squeezed lemon lemonade in the UK. But if you find a good one, it's yeah, we don't really, all our lemonade is carbonated. We have like carbonated lemonade. We don't really do steel lemonade in the UK. Yeah. Um. So if you, it's hard to find in the UK, but if you can find a good one, proper like homemade squeezed lemon juice, like lemonade. Because that's the nice. standard. I don't think our lemonade's really ever carbonated. I mean, some instances our, our, maybe. But... Our lemonade is like carbonated water with like it's a whole a lemon, lemon in taste it. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just whispers the word <laughs> lemon into it before they see it. Okay. Tell us what your juices you were gonna recommend to the people at home. Uh, Technically a juice, so coffee is my favorite oh, juice, bean juice. Uh, of all time. Bean juice. Um, bean juice is delicious, but if I had to choose actual juices, I like cold-pressed juices. Yeah, cold-pressed uh, are good. Usually cold-pressed juice blends, so anything with like apple mm -hmm. and ginger and spirulina and spinach mm -hmm. and greens and celery, yeah. that stuff, uh, I, I enjoy very much. Uh, fancy yeah. juices, really, is what Go they figure. are. Uh, a turmeric ginger juice. Uh, there's Dude, one. They talk about like ginger, like bubbly ginger. Would you count that as a juice? No. Oh well. Because it's not your turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm honestly, I don't, I, I hardly drink anything other than water and coffee. Uh, those are the only two uh, beverages that I consume on a regular basis. So I'm not. A and a le limoncello uh, Lacroix. Well, that's the water. Part. Oh, yeah. Technically, it's just sparkling water. It's sparkling with, water. You know, oils in it, <laughs> but there's, you know. Yeah. Also, yeah. shout out to the Lemoncello the LaCroix. That's the best one. Yeah, that's my favorite juice. Yeah. That shit is I, wild. I don't so know what good. the fuck LaCroix is. I know it's like carbonated it's bubbly water. water. We, we have none of that yeah. in the UK. It's, it's the so. same thing. Well, this one this one's a little more it's flavorful, literally... but most of them is like Kai said. Like a fruit came and whispered next to a cup of bubbly water, and then uh, that was it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all it is. It just has essential yeah. oils. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for getting to the end of the episode. This very long finale of The Quarry. Thanks for listening, as always. Like I said in the beginning, follow us on social media. Just, what? 
is, is anyone else doing a recommendation next week? Or are we kicking that off? We just, no, just I'll look at that. Oh, okay. Don't, don't right. worry, trust me. I got, I'm in your hand. Okay. Right. I got you. I got you. You've forgotten recommendation multiple <laughs> times. That's why I'm in like... His hand. You're in his hands? So. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, he's in yeah, your hands. That's, that's what it was. I, I'm in your <laughs> hands. I'm like, what? Ben's hands come up out of nowhere. Uh, yes, follow us anywhere you find your podcast and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all of the things and all of the games that we are going to be playing. I think... Technically, Kai, it's your turn. We don't keep track. We don't keep track of the shit anymore. I'm I'm wondering how quickly we're going to run out of themes. I'm interested to see that. Oh no, no there's themes, themes for days. We uh... could do shoes. We could do keyboard attachments. We could do our oh, favorite brand of yeah. butt plugs. What's your favorite keyboard layout? Uh, what is your favorite font? What favorite font? Comic Sans. Joy. <laughs> And what is your least? You know what? Let's do. We'll do two. I'm gonna limit you guys because I know there's gonna be less than like fifty fucking things. Just fucking me. So you get two favorite fonts and two of your least favorite. Also, fonts. you can't you can't bring Comic Sans because that's too basic as a least favorite font. Everyone hates Comic Sans. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, you can't bring that. Yeah, I mean it's fair. It's a stupid. It's a stupid. I mean it is. I am slightly um, biased because well, I have right, a tattoo on my ass cheek. That is in Garamond font. So, can I can I just have that as like a known favorite font, and then can I have two different fonts? No, you can have two. <laughs> There's no circumventing this fucking system. If you want to use your ass tattoo as an example of your favorite font, <laughs> more power to you. But that you get two. Okay, guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. We will see you in the next episode where we're going to be talking about straight cats. There probably yeah. lots of cat puns. It's, we're excited, but we will see you next time. We love you. A lot of peace out. Peace out. I don't care. <laughs>